Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Coogan Nation. Time to rise and shine and start your day with Duval Sports Media Big Steppers. Dan Hickett. You know it! Jeff Prosser. It's a big deal. Gosh, it sure is a big deal. And E to the T. E.T. is in the booth. <laughs> rise and shine, Google. It's go time on a Wednesday morning. Hump day, stump day. We're fired up around here. Listen, man, you got to be a good GM if you're going to thrive in this industry. You got to know how to procure talent. So if you're me and you're sitting here, you get two-time PGA Tour winner, the glib and accessible Matt Every will be joining us in studio at 7. And then you go get the NLCS MVP, Daniel Murphy, for the Murphy Power Hour coming up at 9. You see what I did there, E.T.? Good morning, friend. What did I do, Jeffrey? I mean, you got you know, you to scout. You got to check the transfer portal. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You got to do it all. You got to make sure you got an award-winning lineup as you get set to start a, a hump day. Stump day, that includes Get Smart John coming up in a little bit over an hour, so we will have fun with that. Man, the just the assault on quarterbacks continues. Justin Herbert now, surgery yesterday, lost for the year. Do I need to go down the list? I don't think I do, right? Herbert, Burrow, Rodgers, where do you want me to – how far do we go? When do we stop? It is such an important piece. Now, like the Chargers had been and seemed to be cooked even with Justin Herbert. They are probably the biggest disappointment this year, right, would be the Chargers. Man, you wonder often about hangovers from seasons to the next. There have been many bad years for the Jaguars where we will ask them, if you win a couple of games here, can it carry over into the offseason? And the answer usually is no, to be honest. But you had a feeling with those Chargers, didn't you? Do you remember when training camp opened up this year? We even played a couple of the, the, the comments here on the drill way back in August where they were being asked about and were talking about that playoff loss to the Jaguars. Khalil Mack and Bosa and the boys, it was still in their head when they unpacked the pads and helmets and balls and started preparing for the 2023 season that hangover boy it sure seemed to sock them now it didn't get any help I mean they've got a coach who when you have a hangover they feed you three more shots I mean this guy completely bamboozled the entire season for Chargers fans and shame on Chargers ownership for having not already fired Brandon Staley shame on them that dude should have been fired when they came home from Minnesota after his silly self went for it you know, ahead in the fourth quarter from his own 29-yard line. Now, they ended up winning the game, so analytics be damned. But the Chargers just calamity of a season. Just finally hit its breaking point yesterday with Justin Herbert going on the IR. He broke... um, like an index finger or something? Yeah, he broke an index finger on his on his, on his his passing hand. And so that'll do it for the Chargers. Every year we have that list, right? The list of teams that make the playoffs one season. They just don't make it the next, no matter how good they look like their position, no matter how much you trust them. Every year there's this incredible turnover when it comes to the playoff fields uh, in each conference. We're going to get that again this year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did the Patriots not make the playoffs last year? I think they did. Didn't the Patriots go into Buffalo for the in the wild card round? And look at them, one of the worst teams in the league. Chargers certainly 
were in the postseason last year. We saw them here in Jacksonville. Oh, by the way, while I'm thinking about the postseason, you know, incredible, exciting victory that the Jaguars had over the Chargers last year, let's take you back to that game-winning kick. I mean, the stadium was electric. Jags fans were just ready to blow the roof off. The team had rallied all the way from 27-0 down, and with Riley Patterson's right foot, could steal a win and take a playoff victory. I imagine that the announcers, in this case Al Michaels, must have been just as excited to be a part of this as anyone. For the Chargers. Meanwhile, Jacksonville can set their sights likely on Kansas City. Here we go for the win. Got it, but there's a flag down. There's a flag down as everybody's running out onto the field, but there's a penalty marker. And they call it on the defense. Unbelievable. Okay, so that's the comatose Al Michaels. Who, my God, man, there's mailing it in, and then there's Al Michaels in that playoff game last year. That That is... Probably the biggest, really, to be honest with you, if you really analyze the man's career, what he's paid to do, what the job of the play-by-play announcer is, the job of these guys, in addition to describing the atmosphere to you, is to take you inside the stadium. Paint the picture. The play-by-play announcers are sitting in open-aired press boxes, you know, broadcast locations, that are meant to soak up the energy, the intensity, the excitement of what's going on on the field, what's going on in the stands. You could hear Jaguar fan losing his mind when they finished off that comeback. And that mummy Al Michaels sat there like a geriatric dodo bird. Likely on Kansas City. Here we go. This guy's unreal. Listen to this. Oh, got it, but there's a flag down. Oh, boy. Silly old Jacksonville's one. Like, no excitement, no energy. You know, perhaps his insurer had already kicked in. I don't know what 78-year-olds do at midnight. but sure? But I don't know what 78-year-olds do at midnight, but giving you a good, solid, excited call of a playoff victory apparently doesn't make the list. So credit NBC for sending the dinosaur into the cave for the postseason this year. And now Al Michaels is upset. Oh, what, a rare show of emotion, Al? Yeah, they've sent Al Michaels packing from their postseason uh, coverage, and I, for one, find that to be a good thing because the disrespect that he showed the game last year with his nodding off at the mic call, I mean, seriously, I think Midnight is too old for that joker. And so banished first from NBC Sunday Night Football to... Thursday night on Prime, his contract still called for a playoff game each year in that wild card round that would appear on NBC. Uh, NBC said thanks, but no thanks. They're replacing him with Noah Eagle. I an Eagle's son. Best way to be a national play-by-play broadcaster is for your dad to have been a national play-by-play broadcaster. Man, I, I think that industry has the family hand-me-down tie more than actual sports, which we also see a lot of father-son and, you know, grandfather-grandson combos. But, yeah, I mean, just going to throw that out there. It's a good move. And let this be a lesson to us all, no matter how comfortable we are in our jobs. you got to bring it every day. 
Got to bring it. Al Michaels did a disservice to 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 the league. I I, I look it's somewhat dramatic. I get it. It's not like he blew up the league offices and you know the game is the, the games are canceled. But that was just gross. You don't deserve you don't deserve the honor and the privilege of calling a playoff game if that's what you're going to give the audience after literally the biggest comeback or the second biggest comeback in in playoff history. Something tells me that. In fact, you want to have some fun? Oh, yeah. Look up the Bills' go-ahead score from their playoff victory over the Houston Oilers way back in, what was it, like 92 or 3, early 90s. Biggest win, biggest comeback in NFL playoff history. And let's hear the emotion of the announcer in that game when the Bills won it. I believe they won it in overtime. I don't know if it was a touchdown or... Or a field goal. I remember watching that game. I remember him being down 35-3. I remember him charging all the way back. But but I I can go ahead and hazard a guess. I'd put down pretty good safe money. That however that game ended, you sensed and noticed, you heard, you were delivered. A lot more excitement than old Mummy Al gave you last year here in Jacksonville. So, look, I'm not about um, taking jobs from people's. I think uh, from people, I think Al Michaels has had enough opportunity. So, good for NBC. If you're going to half A it, then just take the other half and sit at home and watch this year. And so, Al Michaels can watch the postseason, which is what he deserves after the atrocious, the atrocious, Sharing of information on the NBC broadcast uh, a year ago. Again, second biggest comeback in history. The Jags have rallied the entire way. They've got a long field goal to win it. And you just, here's the kick. And uh, it's good. Um, There's a flag on the field. Uh, Okay, so give me the game situation of Oilers-Bills. All right, they're about to kick the field goal here. Um, there was just a flag on the play on um, on the Oilers. So it's 35-35? 35-35. Right, well, let's just uh, in fairness to Al Michaels, this is sight unseen. Let's see how that biggest comeback in NFL history, see how that was capped off uh, via the mic. Wouldn't it be nice and ironic if it were Al Michaels on the call? Let's see. 50% this season from between 30 and 40, as you saw. It is right down. A warm moon in there. Disappointed. Well, they're letting it breathe there a little bit. They're going crazy. But the right down the middle gave me at least a little bit of excitement. I imagine they're going to come back with maybe a little more than there's a flag on the play. Down 32 points with 13 minutes and 19 seconds left to go in the third. And the Buffalo Bills have engineered an unbelievable Yeah, so much. That's all I need to hear. And that stadium rocking, Talk too. Talk that was loud. Ooh. Just blew my ears out with that. Uh, there, there you go, right? There's some enthusiasm there. There's a re- re- recalling what you just watched. Not Grandpa Michaels, boy. Put him in a rocker and, and s- s- give him some lemonade. Sit him to bed at 7.30. You can only do a playoff game if it's at, you know, 1 in the afternoon, Al, because you, the way you just joy-killed us all last year. Well, he couldn't joy-kill us. What a two weeks that was last year. Hopefully we have that coming up this year. I read this a column with interest. It's it's you know, it's a fair one. I like the fact that we're included in this group, but after another wild and wacky week of 
NFL action. Now, this is only the Sunday because I think you now throw the Dolphins into this category after they just, what a colossal choke by the Stinkfish Monday night. With just another day to let that sink in. Up 14 over the Titans with three minutes to go and you can't hold the lead. Oof. Uh, But ESPN had a column, the, you know, kind of looking at the 2023 NFL playoffs to the Chiefs. Eagles, Lions, and Jaguars panic. Four teams that that had losses this weekend. That yeah, they hurt. They hurt in the playoff races. They they can definitely change the view of what people are thinking. Now the beauty of the NFL is look if if the Jags beat the Ra- and this doesn't matter the perception of the national talk shows. It just doesn't matter a bit when it comes to what this season will ultimately give. You know, Jag Nation. But, man, they, they, these guys run like the win. The Jags will go up to number five in the power pole if they beat the Ravens. They'll be the talk of the league. They'll suddenly be considered a team you don't want to face in the postseason. I mean, it just, you know, it changes quick. i tell you what else changes quick. The, it's hard to stomach college football, man. I guess it's easy when you're one of the powers and the transfer portal and the NIL and all of those things don't seem to affect you like they do others. Billy Napier has taken the University of Florida football program to the lowest of lows. And here's what I mean. Did you guys see where Trevor Etienne's most likely going to land? Georgia. I mean, if you're running a kind of program where one of your best players will freely pack up and go to your arch rival at the end of the year, you're running a dog bleep program, man. If one of your top guys not only is going to leave, but he's going to go to the greener pastures of championship contention with your arch rival, you suck at running a program. I know you can't kowtow to every need of every prospect and every player. I know Trevor Etienne was awful in blitz pickup, and there were reasons he wasn't on the field as often as Gator fans want. And I really don't mind Trevor Etienne, like so many, so many college football players today, headed for the cash grab. I don't mind any of that. I mind a lot of dude who's running what is supposed to be a top caliber program, not losing just one of his guys, but losing one of your best players to your rival who just so happened to need a running back, you are doing a dog bleep job, my man. This is your, quote, culture? This is what we're so excited about? That your guys run off? And by the way, Trevor Etienne, go hide under that skirt, my man. Go on. Go on. Don't stick it out. Don't tough it out. Don't get better. And I would say the same thing if it were Jordan Travis running off to Florida. I got a problem with the the competitive integrity of dudes who will flip ship to the arch rival just so they get a few zeros on the other side of the decimal point. Oh, man, the competition, uh, the camaraderie of college football, of pageantry. It's just day by day. It's just getting raced a little bit more. And I know I'm coming from a perspective of a team that stinks, of a program that's been driven into the ground. I get it. I'm sure if you're a Bama fan today, college football's just fine and dandy by you. I'm not going to kill Trevor Etienne. It is what it is. This isn't the old days where you 
You know, you sign a guy on signing day and he's yours for five days. Do with him what you will. I get it. We've empowered these players to chase the cash and throw loyalty and hard work and commitment out the window. That used to be what sports were about. I'm not trying to be idealistic here. I'm not romanticizing what's what. But part of the reason you put your kids in sports, part of the reason we played sports when you were little was about teamwork, was about adversity, was about working toward a goal. And maybe those things have already been learned by the time you go to college and you can't expect a 19, 20-year-old man to, I don't know, follow through on commitments or try and uh, build anything. And I don't mean to signal out Trevor Etienne in this instance. He just happens to be the newsmaker today. But uh, for all of you who preach Billy Napier's, you know, culture to me, you guys can go fly a kite. I ain't kidding. You got a culture where you're one of your best players is willing to go to your arch rival. That's kind of culture you've built. That's kind of loyalty and stick to it. That's the kind of togetherness I guess we have down in Gainesville. And and I don't particularly look on these athletes who make these moves with any sort of respect either, but I'll leave them out of it. It's not Trevor Etienne's fault that he can go make a million dollars by middle fingering one situation and giving a nice open wave and handshake, high five and dap to the next. Not his fault. He's in line with a lot of other players. It is the fault of a head coach, though, whose recruiting class has fallen apart, who's and arguably two best players have already left in the transfer portal. Um, it's a disaster down there, man. I had the uh, pleasure and the honor and at the bequest of the lovely and talented Mrs. P to emcee a little program at the school that she works out uh, works at uh, last night. It's a, a character awards for this first half of the year. And uh, boys, <laughs> These kids are so cute, man. They're kindergartners to fifth grade, and there's one from each class in the school. They're getting rewarded for having top character, right, and doing all those things. And and so that's that's terrific. You know, I kind of told them, listen, gang, I, I cover sports. I'm used to guys winning MVPs and handing them trophies and championships. But this piece of paper and gift bag they're giving you today, it's as valuable as any other any athletic trophy or science fair or anything else you can win because this is what matters, right? It's what your character It's what you do when no one's watching what kind of leader and accountability and responsibility and all those things. So um, my, my message aside, and it was a quick one, and then we got to what everyone was there for to pick up their, you know, grab bags and their gifts. But afterwards, naturally, where did the dads come to me? Huh? Where are the dads after the, pro- after the program's over and I step to the side and uh, Miss P's handed out all the prizes and the program is an outcome complete. Where do the dads um, uh, uh, gravitate toward? They come over to me. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, they come for sure. over to me now, yeah. right? I mean, and again, and sh- shout out. You're over there in the corner. They I'm go, over there waiting. It's you know, like some, a magnet. Someone, you know, in, in, in a program like that that's got, you know, 50 kids that are being honored, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50% of the dads are stopping and saying hello. They want a photo with their kid, all that cool stuff. I don't say this to, you know, build out, build something big in your mind. I say it because there's some Gator fans included uh, in there. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Some Gator fans in there. And so, and I get, listen, we're in a unique position here, man. There's a lot of Gator Nation that are in that in all kinds of weather at all times. And you don't talk bad, you know, about your own family. And and that may be true. And I understand that ma- mindset and I can feel that way sometime. 
unlike those fans, I don't consider Billy Napier family. I consider Billy Napier to to be a soon-to-be ex. Because this is absolutely disastrous what's happened in the University of Florida football program. And the fact that I feel like we're living that that meme, right? Where, where the dog is sitting in the middle of a burning down house on a typewriter saying, yeah, uh, what, there's no problem here or whatever it is. You know what I'm talking about? You know the one I mean? That's that's Gator. That's the Gator football program now. That's Gator fan. I don't I don't understand it. And I'm not saying there's anything you can do about it, but you can damn sure not pretend like you're okay with it. You can doggone sure pretend not pretend like everything's going to be okay. It's not. I don't know how why verbalizing that, saying it, and believing it in any way cast you as in opposition. That's pointing out the the reality here. We hired a the wrong guy. Is what happened there, Oof. and 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 now in addition to the losses and the embarrassment and the putrid performances against rivals, in addition to the late season slumps that knock you out of even the worst, most pitiful of bowl games. Even after all of that, even with all that included, I now have the final uh, evidence that, you know, the culture club isn't happening down there either. There is no incredible culture. They're not building this great teamwork. Yeah, you might keep a bunch of three-star guys that'll team, team, team with you, and you'll have a season like you have at Louisiana with Louisiana talent. You're at the University of freaking Florida, boss. All right? St. Monroe. You're not the recruiting analyst for Clemson. You're the head stinking coach, dude. Piecemeal together and try and keep together a recruiting class that, by golly, none of them ought to show up. You went five and seven. You sold every one of these dudes a bag of beans. Did you sell them that culture? I hope ETN wasn't one of the hosts during your recruiting weekend. This is the drill. Are you going to come back? Is it panic time for the Jaguars? I know some of us feel that way. I tend to every single week after the pain and the shock of the loss goes away from me. I jump right back on the optimism bus. Uh, that's a dangerous ride, though, with the Ravens coming to town. All right, we got Matt Every in studio with us. He'll join us at 7. We got to get smart John today. The Murphy Power Hour coming your way at 9 o'clock. Got lots of interesting topics to tackle as we uh, take you through another work week. Countdown to, inside of two weeks now till Christmas, E.T. Ooh. So, um, thankful that you're up and Adam with us this morning. It's a Beatrice Plumbing Wednesday like family. My friend, uh, Beatrice Plumbing, are there for you. So, through this holiday season, you don't want to get stuck, you know, with some plumbing emergency where maybe your party is tomorrow and some of the toilets don't work. Oops. Uh, don't despair. Call Beatrice Plumbing. Check them out at BeatrosePlumbing.com. <laughs> To all of Gator Nation tuning in, I mean, I, I appreciate all the, I mean, all the support throughout the year for this team. I mean, I know we're hungry. I know you guys are hungry, um, and I know that we're going to get to where we want to go. So uh, we appreciate everything, all the passion, all the love. I mean, we're just as passionate. We love this thing just as much as you guys. So my promise to you is that I'm going to give it everything I got, and I'm going to lay it all on the line for this year. I only got one of them, so I'm going to give you everything I got. Uh, that's Graham Mertz who announced that he would come back for his, I don't know, eighth, tenth year in college football. It just seems that way. It'd actually be his fifth, but he has the extra year because of COVID. And 
if if the recruiting class stays together, the, the you know the prime piece of that recruiting class is a quarterback, DJ Lagway. There's a couple of five stars they're fighting just to keep. And again, man, I don't blame any kid at all for not coming and playing for Billy Napier and his five and seven football team. I don't blame him one bit. I don't know how you can recruit to that mess down there of just inadequacy. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. God knows the Florida's collective or their NIL program is lagging behind what real championship contenders are doing. The football program at Florida has fallen from a championship level to just a middle-of-the-pack, average, five-and-five, gross, mediocre program where we can all get real excited when you get one win a year over a Tennessee or a South Carolina. It's alarming. I mean, if you're young right now, you you know, why is he screaming at the clouds? Because you don't have to go very far back. and go back 15 years, and Urban Meyer and Billy Donovan were running the Florida teams. Two Hall of Famers. Now Frick and Frack. That's who we got. And an AD who I swear was sent in by a, by a, he's a double agent. He was sent in by an opposing school to torch us and torpedo us. And hopefully the new president down there has been sass, sassy. I don't know how you say his name. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't take a liking to Scott Strickland because that dude needs to go too. But again, these things are only important and passionate if you feel, if you're impassioned by and feel Florida football is important. Based on my job, yeah, I kind of do. So uh, that's where we stand. And this comes out that, you know, the, the recruiting class is falling apart. They're trying like heck to save the five stars that they already have. <clears throat> I would doubt they do. What is discouraging is they're losing some of these battles to Auburn. Uh, I just checked. Auburn's not in going to any playoffs. Auburn's just 7-5. and five. Auburn lost to New Mexico State. But Hugh Freeze and Auburn, they seem to know how to put it together up there. Oh, not Coach Culture down there, whose best player is going to go to his arch rival. All right, I'll move on. Do you all a favor, huh? Fair enough. Uh, moving on is what the Jaguars have to do. It's not just back-to-back losses. It's back-to-back painful losses. Single-digit losses. Just goes to show you how how close these games are because it comes down to three, four, maybe five play, and you never know you never know what play it's going to be. That's the that's the thing, and that's what I keep trying to reiterate with the team is like you know uh, you got to play each play independent of the last, and and because you never know which one it's going to be that it's going to come your way, and you're going to have the opportunity to make that play. Well, hopefully some plays can be made. You know, one thing about the AFC. You know, one thing about this game coming up this weekend. It can go fast. The Jags are certainly capable of beating the Ravens. There's not a big, huge difference now with the injuries that the Jaguars have and in the lines of scrimmage issues they've they've had this year. That's going to make it tougher. Can't you just see a world where Lamar Jackson runs roughshod over this defense this weekend? The defense has disappeared, by the way. This is not, you know, it's no longer like a blip. They can't stop anyone. How about that? How about you gave up 34 to a backup quarterback here and then you went to and, and played the Flacosaurus, the 38-year-old and gave up, what, 31? What do we give up? 31 and 308 yards. 308 and 31 to him. What's Lamar going to do, man? Ugh. I mean, that's Jake Browning and, and, and Joe Flacco. What's Lamar going to do? So, the, the Jags, you, you kind of feel in some ways you're going to have to outscore the Ravens. Now, look, the Ravens have thrown some clunkers up there. They are not especially explosive, especially in the pass game, although you know who's kind of coming on for them? OBJ. Yeah, he is. He's kind of coming on. He's been targeted more. He's he's done more. Zay Flowers, meanwhile, he's kind scary, of scary man. Zay Flowers has kind of hit the rookie wall. But listen, this is a Ravens team without Mark Andrews. I know they're the top seed. 
I pay attention. I got a couple of Ravens on my fantasy team. I know that week to week that they're not just some 45-point explosion waiting to happen. We got to ride the emotion of the fan base. This football team owns us a good performance, man. Y'all owe us a good performance. Fans have been trudging down there to Everbank all season long, and they have not come home with very many rewards, have they? Is it time to panic here in Jacksonville? There are really five teams that made you raise an eyebrow this weekend based on their performances and their losses, really. Maybe four. They include the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles have had this brutal stretch that's just concluded with back-to-back losses to San Francisco and Dallas. I, uh, you know, I think you can excuse them for hitting a little bit of a lull. We we saw the same thing from the 49ers when they went from 5-0 and to 5-3. and So I'm not ready to count the Eagles out as dead. But should the Chiefs, Lions, and Jags panic? I think you can now throw the throw the Dolphins in there. Because Dolphins, by the grace of scheduling, had won a lot of games because they had beaten all the teams they're supposed to beat, and they've lost to the only good ones they played. Well, that changed. That narrative changes blowing a lead to, to Tennessee. Blowing a lead, a, a, a lead of which teams haven't blown in the leagues for like 30 years as a team blown a 14-point lead with three minutes to go. So, yeah, should should... In this case, I'm going to eliminate the Eagles. No, the Eagles shouldn't panic. They went to the Super The Chiefs, you could put a little panic in there. I mean, panic from the standpoint of, are you going to sure you're going to win the division? Don't look now. The Broncos just a game back. Those two teams will play. Denver beat them earlier this year. Now, you feel like the Chiefs will win that game. They'll settle it and figure it out. They'll win, you know, 11. Win three of their last four and, and win the division. Uh, the Lions are in the tank a little bit. You know, Lions are, they lost at home to Green Bay. They just lost at Chicago. They should have lost to Chicago at home. So that that's that, you know, the, the ebbs and flows, the up and down roller coaster of the NFL season. It's, it's hit the Lions a little bit. So I think the Lions, Chiefs, I throw the Dolphins in. They're not included in this column. But here's what they say about the Jaguars, uh, written by Bill Barnwell. Uh, the Jags now 8-5 and five after the loss to the Browns. He writes, it was all set up for the Jags to make a late season run and land the top spot in the AFC. Eight and three, facing backup quarterbacks. Bucks, Panthers, Titans still to come. The only complete team they were facing down the stretch was the Ravens. And that game was in Jacksonville. With six winnable games to finish their season, they were staring down the possibility of spitting the AFC postseason in Florida. Yeah, how about no? Instead, about everything's gone wrong. Christian Kirk, IR. Trevor Lawrence, high ankle. Lost to backup uh, quarterbacks. Perhaps all but booted from the race for the number one seed. And he points out something that we have. Thank God for the feebleness of the pillow fight from our division rivals because he says about the only thing that's gone right is the Colts and Texans both losing this week. Otherwise, there'd be a three-way tie for the top spot in the AFC. That's what our football team has done these last two weeks. Uh, continuing offensive line injuries and subpar play continue to plague the Jaguars. Last week with Cam Robinson on IR, they moved Walker Little back to left tackle, proceeded to get pushed backwards into Lawrence. Little then left the game with a hamstring injury, didn't return, missed the loss to the Browns, entered his replacement, Ezra Cleveland. He goes out with injury. By the way, both Walker Little and Ezra uh, Cleveland could play this week. Here's more from uh, Doug Peterson on... Finally, some optimism about getting Little back. Yeah, optimistic. Um, you know, we'll see these next couple of days um, and when we get to Wednesday. Uh, but optimistic that he can maybe get some 
some reps. He and Brenton Strange both possibly this week. Uh, by the way, Miles Garrett didn't get a ton of sacks, but he did create havoc against that beat-up uh, offensive line. This stat has emerged out of the shadows of the loss in Cleveland. Miles Garrett generated all nine of his pressures after left tackle, backup left tackle Blake Hance replaced starter Ezra Cleveland during the second quarter. Garrett produced seven of his nine quarterback pressures in the fourth quarter, tied for the most in the final quarter of a game this season. Uh, even still, there was a game there that that could have been won. Um, Barnwell continues, in an ideal world, the Jags would have a great running game to take some of the load off Lawrence, but that's not the case. Their rushes have the fifth fewest expected yards per carry of any team. Their backs have come in 136 rushing yards below that expectation. That's second worst of any team. Travis Etienne, hyper-efficient last year with yards over expectation. After a heavy workload, uh, heavy workload to start 2023, he's at minus 51. Expected rush yards over expectation. Uh, he continues before the bye. The 6-2 Jaguars team had allowed just 10 deep completions all season. That's about league average. But over the past five games, the defense has allowed 12 such completions. Only the Bengals have allowed more deep completions over that stretch. Opposing quarterbacks, 12 for 19 for a league-high 432 yards and five touchdowns on deep passes against Jacksonville the past five weeks. Oof. Now, thankfully, that's not a strength per se of the Ravens, right? When you think of the Ravens and their offense, you don't think of he ain't afraid to throw it deep, and they'll try and get Zay Flowers, OBJ uh, down there. It's not the strength of the game, although we did see last year after we had scored and looked like we were in good shape against the Ravens. Remember Lamar hit that long one? That was, uh, God, they're here today, gone tomorrow. That was the little dude that played so long for the, that was Deshaun Jackson, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I just think it doesn't, now it doesn't sit in here today. It feels like Deshaun Jackson has been retired for five years. I know, right? He's still so fast. Yeah. That kid is fast. Woo. All right, honors, uh, more honors for Artis Gilmore. I'll tell you uh, what exactly that is for the former JU great. And we'll tee up a football fix when we return. You're listening to The Drill. It's a Beatrice Plumbing Wednesday. All right, we are back on a Beatrice Plumbing Wednesday. If you've been around Jacksonville for a while, you quite possibly have had the occasion to meet Artis Gilmore in person. E.T., you met Artis before? You met the A-Train? Yeah, I have him. I, I met him. He's a big, strong man. Hands Artis, are huge. Got to be in his 70s, right? He, he's literally, though, he's like he's like a big, like, redwood tree. I mean, he's just solid, dude. I mean, when he shakes your hand, you better come ready. His hands wraps your, yeah, His you better hands wrap around him. He's a nice man. J.U., he stayed in town all these years. Friend of the station, friend of the program, and just so much respect uh, for, for Artis Gilmore, who finally made it into the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. Years too late, but he did that probably, what, eight, ten years ago, Artis got in? Maybe even more recently? I don't know. It runs together. But finally, the injustice was a write-in, and Artis Gilmore did go into the Basketball Hall of Fame. And another award comes his way yesterday. You know, I started to say a proud tradition of Bulls basketball. But they really don't have a proud position, uh, proud tradition. They have one great era. It's called Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> the Bulls have six titles in their in their franchise history. The ones that came in 91, 92, 93, 96, 97, 98. Yep. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. But the Bulls have announced their inaugural ring of honor. Those are the best, most impactful people to represent the Bulls through the years. And so it's going to include, right, like 
you know, Phil Jackson, obviously, and certainly Michael Jordan, among others. But Artis Gilmore is part of that. That's what's up. And Gilmore, by the way, start, you know, he spent a lot of time in the ABA. He made, you know, part, a big part of his Basketball Hall of Fame um, reward was based in, in, in at least in part on what he was able to do in the ABA, but also a very uh, dominant figure uh, with with the Chicago Bulls as well. And so uh, good for artists. So hopefully he'll get a trip up there. And um, obviously Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Tony Kukoc, those are the guys of this most recent, I say most recent, gosh, it's been 30 years now since the Bulls were that relevant. Fire up the band. We got a football fix. Brought to you by Allstate Agent Mandy Bowers, Mandarin, and now Orange Park. You find out a lot about your insurance agents when you need them, right? I mean, it's easy to write that check and send it. They're happy as can be with you. But what happens when something goes wrong? That's why you have insurance. And you get the assurance with Mandy Bowers, and that matters. So trust Mandy and her dream team. Set up an appointment here. Try and get something scheduled to start the new year. There's money there to be saved. Don't just... Let it fly away. Go get you some. Uh, the Vikings are going to go to Nick Mullins now at quarterback. The Josh Dobbs, you know, we said this the other day. It was that night on Monday Night Football where he turned it over four times. Yeah, that thing's a pumpkin again. Josh Dobbs is what we know Josh Dobbs is, and that's not some dynamo of, you know, talent and 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 winning. Just a guy. You know, he's a guy that's going to go back to the bench, and I would think that his – Window of opportunity as a starter in this league. Perhaps closes with this as they do go to Nick Mullins. The Vikings still hanging around, still in playoff contention despite losing Kirk Cousins. And this might be without Justin Jefferson for much of the year. Told you earlier in the show, the uh, Justin Herbert season-ending surgery. Patrick Mahomes regrets at least part of his crybaby outburst on Sunday. We didn't even play something else that was embarrassing. In the postgame, when they go up and they talk to the opposing quarterback, right? You see these quarterbacks do it. He went right up and whined about the call. I've been playing a long time. I've never seen a call like this. How about, hey, nice job. Good, right. good game, Josh. He did apologize at least for that. Regrets the uh, outburst as they're walking it back a little bit, as you do when you're totally wrong. And then, you know, here's the thing, too. This is really the first criticism of Holmes, is it not? Has there been anything like this to criticize? He's always been above board. He's always accepted defeat as well as, as victory. But he lost his mind on this one. I think it was accumulation of, of things. I'll blame the refs more than Mahomes, and I'll let it go. We had our fun with him and the crybaby cry sound effects on Monday. But the refs stuck it to them, you know, big time the week before on Sunday night when that obvious pass interference, the dude was tackled. With the ball still three or four yards away, it would have changed the game, and the ref just stood there with his thumb up his rear. Refs are terrible. I just go, hey, I'd do something. I'd come up with something that could take those guys out of the game completely. They're just reprehensible. Nothing worse though than a major league baseball umpire. I'll stand by that. Dude, this this guy needs to get paid, man. This Matt Ariza, who was the punter of the Bills. And then the allegations yeah. and accusations of, like, some gang rape when he was in school came mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. And then the truth has come out, and he was nowhere near to have anything to do with it. Never mind the bills and this rusted judgment by these ivory tower society we now live in. Fired the kid and cut him before he ever got a chance to speak his piece. Oh, man. 
He's now even been, he'd already dodged the criminal. Now he's been removed from the um, civil lawsuit. Uh, the girl's identified as Jane Doe. She dropped Ariza from her lawsuit filed in August 2022. Meanwhile, Ariza has agreed to dismiss a defamation suit against her, which he filed earlier this summer. Better than me. She retains the right to continue the suit against the four other named defendants, none of whom are Ariza. Meanwhile, this kid is one of the best punters in college. He was a sixth-round draft pick, but he was released immediately after the news came out without any regard at all for, I don't know, a fact check or two. So I I don't know what the ramifications are, but this man deserves whatever a sixth-round punter who then sticks in the lead for 12 years deserves. That's what the NFL should have to pay him for their over-the-top, quick-to-react, not-suspended list, no, fired, gone, done. Hmm. Doesn't sit well, does it? Um, Let's see. The Dolphins' uh, loss gets magnified. We have now injury to insult. They've lost starting center Connor Williams to a torn ACL. Injury's starting to pile up, right? They lost Jalen Phillips a few weeks back. And now, I will say this about, about Miami as opposed to the guy who runs our team. They try. Like, they'll pick up something to try and make an impact. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. They've gone inside Melvin Ingram. Give credit to all these contenders, the Bills, the Ravens, the Dolphins. They all have the foresight to not just ride it out with what they have. They, they pick up these veteran pieces, whether it's Leonard Floyd or Clowney or now Ingram, to see, to see if there's anything there. Not our guys. Nope. They just keep trotting out the same, same guys, most of whom get no sacks over the course of a year. Somewhat maddening if you let it. That's Football Fix. You're welcome. Brought to you by Allstate agent Mandy Bowers, Mandarin, and uh, Orange Park. Beatrice Plumbing Wednesday. All right, we get the uh, former PGA Tour pro into the party with us when we come back on the other side. Uh, happy to have Matt Every. If you haven't, if you haven't checked out Every's podcast, we got a clip today. They they have fun over there, straight down the middle-ish, and so um, we got plenty to talk about with him. A lot of Jaguars talk today as we kind of transition. Team returns to the locker room and to the practice field today. Getting ready for a big one Sunday night. We've got the Murphy Power Hour. We got to get smart, John. We got a fully loaded hump day for you. We'd like to get you over that hump, and we'll continue with those efforts next. You're listening to 1010XL on 92.5 FM. Yes, sir. Back at you live and loud in action here on Jacksonville's South Side. Matt Every has joined the Fiesta this morning. Maddie, good morning. How are we? Good morning. Doing great. Good. Yeah. Good to hear it. I had an afternoon yesterday. What do you mean? Well... What do we got? You know, I like the. I've tried pretty much everything once. Okay. I made it through high school without dipping. Okay. Any of that? I don't know. Have you ever? I, are you, sure. Are yeah. you a dipper? I have. Okay. Yeah, I tried it before. Yeah. So, I'm freshman year in college, I got a buddy who's on the tennis team from like Finland, and he brings back this this like snus, whatever. It's yeah. in a little. Yeah, it's uh, a little, yeah, yeah. Self-contained. Yes. Little pouch. We call pouch this. in a pouch. So I throw it in. We're in this drug. This is yesterday. No, this is okay, my freshman year of okay, college. Okay. I throw it in. We're we're taking this drugs and alcohol class at night at UF, and I th- he's is that sit- mandated or you did that? Pri- probably mandated. <laughs> and uh, he's sitting in front of me, and he I throw it in. He looks back. He's like, "You feel anything yet?" I'm like, "I don't feel anything, man." 
like 10 minutes later dizzy it's coming out yeah. of both ends of the bathroom cold yeah. sweats worst ever yeah you're getting nauseous fast forward to yesterday i've not touched that stuff yeah since my by the way those are college. that's when you get those little pouches that's like training wheels too by the way okay so well, you know. well fine <laughs> so i'm playing golf with my buddy brian yesterday in the afternoon okay. uh-huh and we get on 17 and he whips out this yeah. this thing of zens and they're, gotcha. the, they're yeah. the sixes he's like if you yeah. tried these i'm like Two things uh, you should need to stock in here. Two vices that would have uh, paid off well in the dividends department are these Zins and these gummies. I mean, every joker Zins in the world off, that off we're the never going to do anything, uh, you know, they, they do this. So, anyway, so, so you we're go on to seven, the Zins. I'm almost, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're almost done. I'm on 17. He pulls out this package. He's like, you know, this is – it's citrus. It's pretty good. You should try one. And so I was like, all right, it's been a while. So it's, it has been a while. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while. So yeah. I, I throw one in and – I got a nice little buzz in the mm-hmm. fairway, and sure. this is five minutes after. And yeah, yeah. dude, five minutes later, I, c- I could barely stand up. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. It Never will. Again. I, I, th- that that's some concentration in those little packets. It was too. a six give you like too. a little bit of. No- I'll give you a little like dizzy, nauseous, lightheaded kind of deal if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. What a lightweight this guy is, Et. I mean, he I can't am. do a pallet. She's throwing down. I know better. <laughs> Cheap by the date. Way. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not kidding. So. <laughs> Well, there's, how did you hit the golf ball yesterday? Did you? I did great. As you were hitting and playing along, were you were you thinking about the the fact that the two schools today out there? I believe. No, I think it starts. Is today Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, it starts tomorrow. I believe. Okay. No, all I right. wasn't thinking about it at all. I no was part of you that'll go out there and watch myself. No chance. <laughs> no chance. Yeah. So you just enjoyed yourself. You just yeah. went and had a nice little. I enjoy middle aged man golf round now. Well, only yours, you know, go into the sixties while the west rest of us only dream. Yeah, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I know better. I play with you plenty of times. Mm-hmm. I know where that. I know where those uh, numbers are going. Yeah, I meant to ask you something yesterday about golf, and we got lots of football and other stuff to talk about, and we'll we'll spend most of our time on that. But in the news, rate uh, was the is this golf ball golf rollback? Ball? Boy, it seems sure seems stupid to me. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, look who's running the show. You got the USGA. They're right there with the NCAA for me. Okay, it's just just terrible. Um, they've let it. Get way out of hand. I, I don't know if the golf ball is the fix. I think they could fix it way easier with the driver heads. Um, and then this whole like growing the game thing, and you hear it from the guys taking the money, going to the live. I want to grow the game. Yeah, okay, well, see couples yesterday. Oh, that was amazing. That was so good. Couples was on a podcast and they ask about you know the latest is John Rom where you know he didn't want to grow the game for two hundred million, but for five hundred million he'll yeah. he'll grow the game. And so he just used the old two word. Well, my. My getting back, my rear. Yeah, yeah, getting back to the USGA though, they're just their track record is so bad, and they've just they've, inconsistency. They've, yeah, or? and they've just missed on so many things. That why have, do you think that is? Do they not have enough like former like competitive golfers? Is they that tried what it is? to. I do think that's a big part yeah, of it. I mean, the I've majority of the the people up top there can't break eighty. Yeah, um, so and that what, matters. It, it, sure, it matters. Yeah. Absolutely, they did s- start to hire some guy ex tour players. Okay. Um. But and for folks uh, that don't know exactly, let me just reset real quick. I've always felt like I've always felt like there should be two separate rules for the PGA Tour Makes sense. and regular golf. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. This the hybrids like when the hybrids started creeping into our game. That's when it was it was a big red flag for me. Hybrid, what hybrid do you mean, like a hybrid, like a instead of a four iron. You oh, you have, mean a hybrid club? Yes. Oh, why? Well, you get a guy like. Uh, these these world class ball strikers like Adam Scott or Keegan, these guys who can hit these high towering four irons blades, lose their like, edge. Yes, and then you get some slappy up there, like who? Well, no, no, they're slappies on tour that don't compress it the same as the you good know, ones, the elite. And 
they make contact and this thing goes to the moon and lands softer than their forearm. It's just robbing these guys of their talent on, on their, our level. Of their edge. Yes. Yeah. Why would, just devil's advocate here, why would like Adam Scott not just put a hybrid in his bag? Because they're for chicks and hacks. Um, <laughs> he well, doesn't need them, dude. He's got too much speed. He's got too much hey, speed. I apologize to all you hybrid owners out there. Uh, I got one. I'm present, a <laughs> present, present company <laughs> included. Yeah. So, <laughs> which what did you? This is new. I've not seen you hit a hybrid. Yeah, I don't hit it. It's just in my when, bag. Oh, you have. I avoid it like the plague. When's the last time you hit it? Have you had it for a long time? <sighs> yeah. I mean, what is it? Repl- you guys don't need like hybrids because you hit it so far. It replaces a three iron. Where do you hit your clubs? People always ask me that. When you know, like, well, now that I'm thinking about it, like, what? Well, give me your like your distances. What's just in standard? Like I don't a mean, stock wedge. Yeah, just like a stock. What? Let stock me see wedge if I can is like guess. One thirty. Okay. What do you think so a stock I, seven is? Stock seven. Yeah. One sixty-eight. Uh, just a little more. Probably like seventy-five. Okay, I was gonna say that, and I didn't want to overshoot. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's pretty normal on the. Yeah, I'd say one seventy. I mean, even with technology, like I've got new clubs, I can hit a seven one seventy now. Now that's not stock. That's hitting it perfect those few times. In I the I have buddies that I play with where I'll outdrive them by twenty yards, but then they have the game improvement irons. Yeah, that's what I have. They're two clubs longer than me. I can. Irons. I literally can kind of. C- I got a catch buddy who can now. hit it's a crazy. nine as far as my seven. Well, and there have been just like again, this is just a sh- and the clubs I have. I won't tell you what brand I have because all of these, like you said, club improvement irons, they all are doing that thing. But like, there's holes like you know, seventeen at my club, which is like a two hundred and five yard, which is always a hybrid. Sometimes a three would end in the wind. I mean, I hit five iron on that hole last time I played. It's mm-hmm. just like a whole new world. So to your point, that is real. He's not embellishing for no. you. No, but the driver, there ain't no catching up. There's no faking that. Mm-mm. Right? No. Speed's got to be in the right yeah. spot. The difference is, though, y'all, you know, these quote performance enhancers are taking off all the spin. You can't. Yeah, you give up a lot. You, you give up a lot. You just can't to curve get the, the ball. It's right. it's t- kind of tough to massage it a yeah, little bit. I, I, yeah, and to be honest with you, I'm I'm missing some of those things. Because, oh really? Well, when you hit it, when you Didn't don't know hit you're it, such an artist well, on the golf you, course. But I no, but I can I can I can whip a, a hook around a tree real quick mm-hmm. and do that for you right now. We can go out in the parking lot right now and I'll do that, but not with these clubs. Yeah, that's the difference. And when you miss your drives. And you're hitting, finding yourself having to work some yeah. balls. It's not as easy to do it with some of these clubs. But uh, anyway, we uh, digress. Um, did you ever consider transferring when you were at the University of Florida? Was that even a thing? Do golfer, not I mean, really. Golfers do it, and it would be under the radar. I get it. Yeah, and the rules were way different. back. You had to sit out a year. If you even for golf. Tra- yeah, any any sport. Um, if you transferred in conference, it was definitely a year out. When you grew up playing sports, was there any kind of message that was sent to you? Because it was to me as a kid that it's you, there's a lot of character traits that are going to evolve out of this: teamwork, accountability, responsibility, yeah. loyalty. I, I'm I'm concerned that college is meant for young, uh, you know, young adults to become grownups. Yeah, and not. to be taught some life lessons, and to be get you know just get some solid life skills that'll benefit society moving forward. And where sports, I think, used to lead that with an extra layer of accountability and responsibility, I think that sports now, is it's the opposite. And I they could, teach all of the other opposite I, traits. I couldn't imagine going to, going to school for any sport and, going to, and, and then transferring to a rival school. I don't get it. How, in the, how is that? Uh, uh, college sports it's is, different. is done. It's I so, mean, this sucks. It does suck. It does. And again, I'm not saying you got to have blood ties. But you know what? If you're going to transfer out of your school, okay, then go to Colorado then or USC. But we're talking about Trevor Etienne, who's you know, whose whose loyalty runs as long as whatever zeros are after the decimal point. And you know, again today in today's 
you know, entitlement generation. If you go somewhere and you're not the man and you don't get 90% of this and 80% of that, there's no growing into roles. There's no there's no accepting your account. There's no accepting your shortcomings. Travis Etienne, Trevor Etienne, from what I understand, was could not pick up a blitz to save his life. And so for two years, they felt like for all the Gator fans that scream they want to see him more, and I'm one of those, they felt like, well, if we put this guy in, he's going to get someone killed. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to destroy the play. And so, you know, there's two sides to every story. So... I hope Trevor Etienne goes to, to Georgia and does not find what he's looking for. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be mean-spirited about it. I hope you go up there and you know what? You're not well, as good as that, who they have. That definitely hits closer to home for us because he's a Gator. But for it's, sure. it's not just him. But There's if Jordan thousands Travis of were but transferred we to Florida. we got to stop putting these kids on a pedestal. You haven't done crap yet. You're in college. Yeah. This, 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 you're not. I, yeah. You haven't done anything. Stop glorifying these kids. The NCAA, somebody needs to step in and make a change fast. I, I, well, they're not going to. You know, well, they're trying. The NCAA is not the ones to do it, I guess. But I, and, and again, I, I don't mean to come down on, on ETN. This isn't just strictly a Homer Gator perspective. It happens to involve a Gator. It happens to involve this. To me, this is more of an indictment on Billy Napier, who, while he can't coach his way out of a Pop Warner game, has preached to us about about culture and structure. Yeah, you got a culture where one of your better players has no problem at all going to an arch rival. Mm. I, I mean, look, you you got to put that first and foremost on the player. But yeah. again, just to me, one more sign that this ruse that we've been sold about Billy Napier and his ability to run a college football program is just that a ruse. And I think we're going to see this 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 uh, recruiting class continue to. Uh, Boy, and that schedule next year is just. Yeah, it is. But you know what? It is when you have fallen to the point of being a light heavyweight. Yeah. Because if this was a good football team, and you look at that schedule, and we went through this day and night, it's not as daunting as you might think. It's only daunting because now you're worried about beating UCF, Miami, and Texas A&M. I mean, no, those aren't on typical years. You also got another one sprinkled in. There's no reason they can't be 4-5-0 oh yeah. if they're playing any good, which they're not and which they won't. And the recruiting class is going to fall apart. And the season is going to open with some ridiculous comedy of errors like it has the last two years. And we're going to be stuck with, you know, whatever What's the buyout comes on, on his contract? I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. Just make sure you take Strickland with you. I mean, that's really. Uh, E.T., you sent me a piece of a video this morning. and I wasn't able to pull up the video per se, but mm-hmm. I, I, I did look at the storyline. And our guy Draymond Green is into it again. I mean, yeah, we could yeah. give him the pest of the day. Brought to you by Mr. Pest Solutions. I'll find something else because Draymond has already been that probably. <laughs> right. This is the third time this year he has been uh, ejected from, from a game for, like, physical contact like that. And, you know, earlier he put the sleeper hold on – on Gobert earlier this year, just outright violence. And he did it again last night. Last night, to me, was just as bad from this standpoint. The dude dared come say it wasn't intentional. It's flat-out assault last night. And and I think I changed E's mind. Here's why I do think it's intentional, uh-huh, uh-huh. E.T., despite what Draymond Green says. I don't believe him. And by the way, you had, uh, the guy he hit is this Yurkic cat. Yeah. You know what he said in the post? Yeah, uh, that brother needs some help. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... You guys know how basketball works. Draymond Green is somewhat post. He's way out on the wing, but he's posting up this this uh, Nurkic cat, right? Yeah. And Nurkic is a big dude, a seven footer, and Draymond Green's there, and they're jostling. You know, he's bumping him from behind, and often you'll see a guy who's in front of the defender maybe pivot, spin, and that left arm, the one that is spinning toward the defender, might catch him, or sometimes they'll elbow him into the yeah. face or the head, and you get called. And that happens. You, you you can't always say it's for sure. But when a man spins, and it's not that first lead left arm that strikes the opponent, 
But instead, it's the roundhouse right. You can't tell me it was unintentional. No. It just, you can't go that far with your body without trying to knock that man upside the head. And he was, he was, I think, I got to be honest, man. 20 games, he. He. Hey, they 20, were, this is twice in the last it, month he's gone WWE. It, they were they were jostling for sure, but he was trying to act like he was being held, and the guy wasn't no, tugging his jersey he at was all. Being held, no, man. that was ticky tack. Draymond's uh, so, and he, I think I think Draymond he went overboard with trying to flop. What? Yeah. I, yeah, he was trying to flop. He was Before. trying to sell. Trying to flop, and then when he, he saw his face, he, he opened <laughs> yeah. his hand and slapped it. I was going to flop, but I decided to slap you. 20 games. Nurkic. You think 20 games? I think it should get – only because he just choked a yeah. man out like yesterday. His history don't help him. No. How, how many games all. did he get for choking Gobert out? Five, wasn't he? Yeah, it was five. Yeah, it should be 20, dude. Enough. You're a menace, bro. Go, go. Go away. Stop it. <laughs> Listen to me, man. I mean, we laugh. What happens if he turns around and he caught that dude right perfect in the right. temple? Right. This idiot's going to kill someone, eh? Mm-hmm. He choked that man out. My man Gobert's eyes were fluttering in the back of his head. Someone and, needs to give it back to him. Oh, and here's the problem with he. This guy comes and he minimizes. He downplays what he does. I, this dude's going to kill someone. He meant to choke out Gobert. He meant to do that. But last night, I really do think that he wasn't trying to hit the man in the face. I don't believe it. Yeah, I just don't know how it's – again, if you catch him yeah, with that left some, arm uh, – I got some CBD oil to sell you over here. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, that happened in, in, in basketball last night. It must have been a full moon. I saw Jokic got yeah. ejected. That was wild. That was wild. You, you want to hear something I think somewhat I, cool? Jokic gets ejected in Chicago, and the fans boo because they yeah, want to see him play. That exactly. was cool. They want to see that him play. Cool. Like, hey, man, we're the Bulls. Like this guy in here. I'd like to see him play for the rest of It was like a special night in Chicago. It was like Serbian night or something. So a lot of people came. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was so, Serbian yeah. Night. Uh-huh. so they all came out. Ouchie. They wanted to see uh, Jokic play. And y'all just ejected. Man, yeah. that was crazy. These refs, man, refs. The refs are the worst. They try and make themselves the story, dude. And, yeah, I saw it. He, he, he jabbered at him a little bit. He should not have been kicked out of the game. I, I believe this is, this is how bad the Bulls are. I think the Nuggets won anyway. Yeah, they won by eight anyway. They kicked Jokic out. Jamal Murray didn't play, and and yet still the Bulls lost at home. And I see how it is with your Lakers. If they're not playing for that prestigious that NBA Cup, they don't care. Yeah, yeah. You give me that five hundred grand, or we're going to take a pass. But nah, it's probably not fair. They lost at Dallas um, last night. Are you smart, Matt Everett? Decent. You, you consider yourself relatively right. high IQ. You're talking about trivia coming trivia up? Trivia's coming up. <laughs> I've done it before. You yeah. have? You've done it with yeah, me before? one other time. We okay. missed one. Did we? Okay, yeah. well, that's good. That sounds like we are at least in equal footing of what we would normally do here on this weekend. So we'll welcome in Get Smart John on a Beach Rose Plumbing Wednesday. Uh, I will be sandwiched between two professional athletes, each masters of their craft with the Murphy Power Hour. Matt Every, I think, is looking more fo- forward to that even than I am. He's more can, excited about well, that. Well, you get to see Have you him. met Murph? I haven't. I've okay, met, awesome. I've met, like, mutual friends. But okay. Yeah, he keeps asking about the power hour, man. He's excited about that. He loves I power. Love, well, I love sports. We love and, the power hour. Yeah. And Murph's a good dude. And, man, um, I'm, I'm curious on this. And Murph's a big player guy. I know that from the year. Players Association. Mm-hmm. Get what you can. No, there is no yeah. too much money. And I get that. Like, he paid too much. What do you mean he got paid too much? That's the market. They paid him. That's a fair argument. But I wonder about this deferred and what that does to, is this just the the the, the Dodgers figuring it out before? And listen, I, I know folks, people are saying, what are you talking about? They've been deferring forever. Bobby Bonilla still gets a deal. I get it. Not this. Not you You break the bank with a $700 million contract and literally you're only getting $2 million a year for 10 years. That's not the kind of deferral that 
allows Bobby Bonilla to take a million home no. once a year, right? That's a little bit different. So, uh, the Murphy Power Hour coming up at the 9 o'clock hour. We got a lot of football to talk today. Uh, Going to get into the Jags and this opportunity slash challenge that they have on uh, Sunday night. But we will come back with Get Smart John next on a Beatrice Plumbing Wednesday. So, our buddy Matt Every is, is like, like super giver. He's like Santa. He's brought us in these cool little, I, I love this little long sleeve t-shirt hoodie kind of deal, right? And so, Dumb A over here, that'd be me, sitting here in the break. It's got, you know how sometimes you get a t-shirt, it's got like a tag like on the side seam uh-huh. down. And I decided that the tag was rubbing me a little bit, so I flipped it inside out. And I said, well, here, I'll just tear the tag off. And now I proceeded to rip a hole in my... Dang, you ain't uh, had that off for 30 minutes. I know, man. <laughs> Sad. You see this? This is sadness. Do you hear the tone? Tragedy. The tone sadness, Matt. China. I'm like a kid, man. Like a little toddler. Uh-huh. Just a mess. <laughs> I was eating peanut butter and jelly right now. It'd just be all. Uh, let's bring a get smart, John. I'll have to take it out on him. Johnny, good morning. We have we've uh, traded uh, Dan Hicken for Matt Every. Yes, um, it'll be interesting. Good morning, Matt. Good hey, to have John. you uh, on the show. It's been a little while, but a uh, couple things. So, uh, so you'll recall a week ago where I was uh, doing trivia from, right? Uh, Going in for the colonoscopy. Oh, yes. yes, that's correct. It was one week ago. Yeah. You were literally so, in the waiting yeah. room. So how, how did everything I go? Was. Are you Are you healthy? Uh, clean bill of health. Yes. Nice. Yes. Right, um, so, but I have to share. So I'm going back in the Bay, and I'm talking to uh, my doctor, who's with Borland Groover. Uh, shout out to uh, Dr. Eibach. Starts saying, goes, your voice sounds kind of familiar. Okay. Well, well there you go. He, he's a He's a Guggen. So a shout out to Dr. Eibach and also shout out to the anesthesiologist, Dr. Martin, who is also a Guggen. And Dr. Eibach says, okay, I've got a trivia question for you to ask the boys. So I said, okay. All right. right, So, all right. So when the SEC, as far as football, the, the charter SEC, there were three teams that were a part of it that are no longer members. Okay. Can you name them? Yeah, I think it would be Georgia Tech, Tulane. And I'm going to go Swanee. Swanee's right. No, it's Tulsa. Oh. oh. Huh. Which, yeah, I got the two of the three, too. So, but very good. So, very Tulsa, good. Tulsa so. is it Georgia Tech or Tulane? Georgia Tech? Who's the second? No, Tulsa. Uh, Who are the three? You only said two. Who are t- the three? Yeah, t- oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I, I said you got, oh, I'm sorry. Swanee, Georgia uh, Tech, and okay. Tulsa. So, it's, it's two. I don't know if that's right, bro. In fact, I think your dude is wrong. I do not Ooh, think Tulsa yeah. was ever in the SEC, <laughs> and Tulane is in the SEC. So I'm going to take my you know trivia what? flag. Okay, well, I'm going to scale Everest, and I'm going to plan it. Well, double check that. You know, I, I wasn't under at the time. You when, know what? I, you know what? I, who are you talking to? I don't have to double check. Damn, Tulsa was never in the SEC, and Tulane was. Okay, okay, okay. So, <laughs> I'm trying my dog. Let me see. Yeah, Tulsa, Oh, my God. Uh, uh, yeah, let me. Uh, yeah. Hey, don't pick it on me because you cut a hole in your shirt, I, I, okay? Here's what I think happened. I think T-U-L, and then yeah. you went off to La La Land under some anesthesia. Well, but you know and, what? Now, and, and now you've thrown the poor doctor under the bus as if he didn't know the answer. Okay, well, my apologies, okay? <laughs> okay, well, if you, okay. Ask it, if you ask it in the future, uh, you know, it's, it, I, and I'm almost positive it's Georgia Tech, Sewanee, and Tulane, not, not Tulsa. So that yeah, you know, and that sound that 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 makes because sense. I do so, know yeah. Tulane, I do know Tulane was in the when SEC. you said Swanee, I was like he knows this. Yeah, I went Swanee. When you said Swanee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he knows this. right. Okay, 
Well, there we and go. Swanee was good years and years ago. They were actually very, very competitive yeah. a long time ago. But And uh, very quickly, you were talking about Artis Gilmore, uh, who I've met on several occasions. A few years ago, at one of my trivia shows, we had an autograph signing. And first of all, you talk about a packed house. Um, you know, he's still a big deal in this town. And uh, not only did he hang out all night, he ended up co-hosting trivia with me uh, in that show. So it was a really good time. So I uh, just to uh, add to uh, trivia in their second season in the SEC 1934, the Tulsa Green Wave won the SEC championship. So it was Tulsa. Tulsa or Tulane? Tulane. Oh. Uh, okay. Tulane won well, the Hey, so uh, yes. Doc, Doc is listening in right now. He just called me, and he went to Tulane. Yeah. So he said Tulane, not Tulsa. Yeah, I got you. Get smart, John. Okay, well, I'm sorry. All right. up, John. John, we don't mean to take uh, give you a beating. Let's start with the trivia question. <laughs> it's <questions>. okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to get you started with hair. Oh. Maddie yep. Every has a, a classic up, Hall of Fame head of hair, dude. <laughs> Hall of yeah, Fame unlike hair for me. Maddie Every. Yeah. <laughs> you have no yeah. hair. You're bald, but you're beautiful. I am. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Do you ever put a uh, dab well, of cologne like behind your ears or on top of your head, or does it strictly stay absolutely. below the neck? Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Okay, good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Lennox Lewis, Lenny Kravitz, and Bob Marley all sported what fearsome long-haired style? Dreadlocks. Dread yeah. Yeah. E? yeah, them dreads, man. <laughs> yes. All right. What? Okay. Good start. Weapons. Named for the French town of its origins, what steel weapon is attached to a gun's muzzle for hand-to-hand combat? It's a bayonet. Sounds good. Yes. Sleep. Oh, a glorious thing that I never get. Mm, right. I'm a never face. sleepy when I go to sleep, but yet, boy, in the morning, I just want to stay in that bed so bad. time do you go to bed? I usually go to fall asleep between like nine and ten. Yeah, yeah I'm about ten thirty, yeah, eleven, and I get up about three thirty. One good thing about getting old is you don't need sleep like you used to. Like when you're a young man and you get that night with four and a half hours, you're just done. Straight, for like yeah. Three and a half days yeah. you catch up. <laughs> now it's like no big deal. Yep. A phase of sleep. R E M. It's short for what three word term? That's uh, you guys know this REM. Am I gonna have to? You want me to come strong, come clean? Uh, it's a rapid eye movement, is what REM is. Knew it. I know you did. That is. Oh, I feel like I just won Donkey Kong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very good. Okay, numbers. What number that means to throw out or we're out of it? may have originated as rhyming slang for Nick's. Six. Oh, 86. Wait. You're talking uh, about the what, number what that means, right? what, what's the question again? <laughs> Say it again. Sure. Yes. What number that means to throw out or we're out of it may have originated That's as 86. rhyming slang yeah, for Nick's. Yeah, 86. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I heard a good trivia question that involves numbers mm-hmm. yesterday. I saw it ask. What's the highest okay. number between one and a million that does not include the letter N? 88. You saw that, too. Maybe. Oh. Got to let it breathe oh, wow. a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I would have been able to think. That's a, that. a Jeopardy yeah. question. Was it? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. TV. TV. What is the, what is the title 
of the 2019 HBO five-episode drama series that tells the story of a disaster at a nuclear power station. Oh, man. It's, uh... I didn't see it. I have no idea. I don't got HBO. Well, how many nu- disasters? Right, well, well, the Three Mile Island was the nuclear disaster, but I don't know if that's the... I think that's the name of it, bro. Three Mile Island? Yeah. Three Mile Island. Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Oh, the other oh, one. That makes sense, yeah. I do. Chernobyl, I have heard of. I heard that show was good, actually. Did you see that? Anybody no. see that? Uh-uh. It's only five episodes. No, That's right up my alley. I, th- I like those limited. So, uh, yeah, that would be. You get in, well, you get 2019. Out. Yeah, coming up on that time. Yeah, okay. Oh. Uh, That's a shame. Movies. Movies. Yeah. Guys who like movies. In the 2022 film Top Gun Maverick, who plays Lieutenant Bradley Rooster Bradshaw, the son of Maverick's late best friend, Goose Bradshaw? What's that guy's name? It's, um... um Oh, what is that dude's name? Is it, um, oh, what is that guy's name? Uh, is it Miles Teller? Yes. Miles Teller. Yes. Wow. Yes. You guys don't know I am not Good a movie guy. There. That's big for me right there. Wow. Wow. Mm. That was nice. Surprised myself there. That was, yeah. I'd like yeah, to join was, Artist Gilmore in the nice Bulls pull. Ring of Honor. Yeah. You know, he kind of looks like, um, yeah, he does. He has you know, that. Anthony Edwards, you know? Yeah, the yeah. mouth. Yeah. The mouth. He's got that little lippy thing working mm-hmm. that, that, that Edwards did. <laughs> right? Like a, little, yeah. like a little cut on the lip. Something there. A little score. Uh-huh. Right. Sports. Sports. Can't. If we miss these, then we have to retire. This is true. So you have to kind of go second round sports with you guys because sports obviously yeah. is your Sure. Just, at, just yeah. ask all those poor saps that showed up for the Super Bowl yeah. trivia contest. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Beat the hell out of them. Did we win anything for that, E? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't Was there know. like a cash prize? Did, yeah. we, yes. take, did Whatever, we take it? Yeah. No, we gave it, we gave it away. We gave it away. Uh-huh. Good. Good. We you should. did, but you got house cash. Yes, you did. Nice. I'm glad yeah. we gave that away. Right. I, I feel yeah. like the fact that I don't remember giving it away indicates to me that the people we gave it to didn't appreciate it. Oh, wow. That's just me. <laughs> there, there were people that didn't like losing to you guys. Yeah. It was very apparent. So they thought it was going to happen. Yeah, they didn't like that. Well, you keep inviting us no. out. Well, there you go. That's what happens. That's why we don't come. But, Love the okay. support. <laughs> what nickname, stemming from Greek mythology, does the Canadian Football League's Toronto team use? Uh, Toronto. Uh, oh, they're the Argonauts. Argonauts, yeah. yeah. Chris yes, Leak. they are. Yeah, they yes. may have, actually. Yeah. Yes. Science. Science. Ascorbic acid is better known as which lettered vitamin? Run that one more time, John. Ascorbic, ascorbic sure. acid. It's... Ascorbic acid, better known as which lettered vitamin? Lost me at ascorbic. It's, it's, I mean, there are. It's, 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 it's. I just. I have a strong feeling it's A, B, C, D, or E. Um, <laughs> uh, D. We're gonna go D. Vitamin D. D. C. C. Oh, we should have known that. Vitamin C is just vitamin C. Huh? <laughs> oh, ouch. My bad. Well, you know. Damn. Food. Food, glorious food. Yes. What puffy and often topped with poppy seeds roll shares its name with the German word for emperor? Puffy. Poppy seeds. Often topped with poppy seeds roll. 
shares its name with the German word for emperor? Um, like I don't know breads, dude. I haven't eaten bread now in forever. What what uh, is a I, poppy seed on top? Is is uh, let me say what puffy and often topped with poppy seeds roll shares its name so it's with a, the German word for emperor. It's a Kaiser. It's a Kaiser roll. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That context clue. Right, we have yeah. time. We have time for two more, John. Okay. Uh, bowling. Bowling. Okay. In bowling. Yeah. In bowling, what is it called if you bowl three strikes in a row? Oh, that's a turkey. Turkey. Yes. Got okay. A, you got, got time a, for one more? Got okay. A couple of them in here with movies. Me. Right. All right. Okay. Let's go get Okay. What duo wrote the script for Goodwill Hunting? It's Affleck and Matt Damon. And Damon. And, yeah. All right. One yeah. more. We got that too quick. Two All more. Right. Actually, okay. give us two more. I, 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 okay. All right. right. It's fun. Don't give Geography. Geography. Right. Blue oh. question. Here we go. I, we got I, a blue oh, question. Oh no! Audio clue. Audio clue. I oh. forgot. Audio clue. Never mind. Real quick. I'm sorry. Come on, start singing. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. I got nothing after this. They're going to ask us who sings okay. this. Who sings it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I hadn't. I, that sings like. Uh, like We're going like, old school. Is it like Crosby? Bing, I mean, Bing Crosby? Are, yeah, 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 that's how. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea. I, I think Bing Crosby will resonate. So White Chris. I got no idea. That's not. I mean, it's. Can they be like? Okay, you don't have any idea. Is, no. Is it Roy Rogers? Maybe. Oh, you're so close. Gene, uh, uh, what is it? Um, uh, Gene, uh, Gene Autry. Yes, okay. Gene Autry. I was going to give you a hint. He was once. What did he? Owner of the California Angels he, at one time. He was, and he, it, it sound, but that sounds like that country twangy thing. I, that's the yeah. only reason I went with Roy Rogers. So I, I feel yeah. somewhat like I got that right. Okay, the blue question, and we'll call it a day. <laughs> okay, um, what is the two-letter postal code for Mississippi? That's uh, MS. There you go. All right, cool, Johnny. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> That right. was fun. All right, guys. Take care. Yeah. Matt, Have a good day. We'll see what you we do here Wednesday. We humble ourselves before the listening audience it's every humbling. Wednesday morning right here. So we'll come back on the other side. It's a Beach Rose, uh Plumbing Wednesday. Um, it, is Bill Palachuk going to be gone after this year? Is this how it's going to end? I wonder. Let's kick around some other NFL news when we come back. You're listening to The Drill on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, we're back here on A Beach Rose Plumbing Wednesday. It is the 10-minute drill. We've, uh, we're going to take a quick little spin around the sports globe. There are uh, many questions for our guest hosts this morning are, are rolling in on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. I will pick and choose what, which ones I feel are uh, appropriate. Most, yeah, most interesting. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, too. A guy has asked. I have not played the University of Florida golf course since they changed it. Okay. Um, your thoughts. Awesome. That's what I've heard. Awesome course. I think it Why might. Why don't we go down I, there and play? I, I, well, let's we go should. down there and well, play one I'll day. I'll tell you why How we about should, that? because they might be turning in, into condos here soon. They're going to get rid of the... Yeah. Are they going to build a new one? Or It's going to be, I've heard... How can the University of Florida golf program not have a home course? <sighs> well, they will. It's gonna, It's just not going to be on campus anymore. You know, a lot... It, what's unique about UF is the course is on campus. Not, not many a, are. Like zero. What was the nicest 
Is it the nicest on-campus golf course that no, you play? No, it's it's not. What are it, some other like? Doesn't Arizona State have Georgia one on campus? Georgia has a good a, a good one. Um, I think ASU is on it, but we never played played their tournament go out, out there. there. Yeah, I out there for Fiesta Bowls through the years. Have have yeah. seen it. They but, well, they Carson's got his ping thing there. But in all, did. in all seriousness, the UF course is is awesome. What did they? Did you ever play the old one? You probably didn't. No, I, I you was only know the me. new one. Yeah. See, I only played the old one, so I don't know what the new one is. The UF course got tiny greens. It's it's kind of tied off the tee, and and I mean, I, I really think in my four years there, the lowest I ever shot was five under. Wow. I mean, it's not it's not a cakewalk. That's terrible. I mean, he only yeah, got to five under. Wow. Mm-hmm. Jeez. That's it. Must be a real. Must be harder than heck. Chopping those um, early qualifying rounds. Are I tell you what was interesting about it is, especially here in Jacksonville, and and for most part in Florida, you're just used to everything being so flat, and that course has a little bit of contour to it. Yeah, a little. Not bit. a ton, but a little compared to, mm-hmm. you know, at least it's, gives you like a hidden hills amount. Yeah, right? no, just there's that. it's it there's it's rolling terrain. For, Let's go down for there. Sure. Let's take a ride down I'd there after to. the show one day and play. No, can like do, soon. Do that tomorrow. Tomorrow. I can't do it tomorrow, but I, I can do Maybe it. Maybe next week. hundred percent. All right, I can too. We'll get a little foursome. We'll head down there. And uh, I'm do you go uh, down there? Is actually, that... we got to do it before Wednesday next week. I'm okay. Getting, I'm getting snipped on Wednesday. You are. It's about yeah, time. It is. Um, he, he, now you as a University of Florida Hall of Famer, I expect <laughs> to be treated like like going back to Augusta with Jack. Uh, I mean, that's what it should be like. Like when you walk into the University of Florida golf. You know, uh, yeah. complex. There ought to be pictures of you. There probably there is. Nice. Yeah. Well, this could be. There's fun. other guys too. I mean, it's not just. Me. Are they? There's a ton of good. Who, go- no, good I know there are. Who, Camilo, who? Who do you Billy. think is the best? Probably Billy. Horschel. Billy is. I mean, are you going by what they were in school or what they became out? You know, in, what as they a be- pro became. Well, I mean, what about we got a couple of like major winners? Andy Bean uh, was really good. What we have? Who else we got? Andy North, but he doesn't claim. No, he's. Florida. I don't. Andy North is dead to me. Yeah, you don't go to Florida. He's the tre- he's the Trevor Etienne of golf. Yes, right. I mean, his love is somewhere else. Andy North was a great golfer. He's an ESPN guy. He went to Florida. He won a Did he win? The, he won the U.S. Open. He twice. won the U.S. Open twice, and yet he's from Wisconsin. He's a big Wisconsin. Like if Florida plays Wisconsin, he, he'd be sitting over on the Wisconsin side in a Wisconsin sweater. And he went so. to Florida. Yeah, yeah, he's very low character oh. guy. Yeah, worst breath I've ever interviewed. Andy. Oh, is that Andy him? North? That's yeah. him. Okay. Worst. Now we yeah. all have our days. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some poor Guggen has come up to me somewhere and he tells the worst breath I ever had was that pro. <laughs> right. I get it. But no, I interviewed him down when they were first opening the World Golf Village Complex, which is now you know getting ready to close. Yeah. And it was in the Hall of Fame, and they were had a bunch of guys down there, and he was down there and interviewed him, and it it was yeah. He was, was using, like, he was using your nose hair bad. I mean, was, bad. I'll give you another old timer. George, George Welsh, Virginia's football coach back in the day. Really? Oh my God. It's like the guy ate a dead possum before he talked. I to had him. a, I had a caddy once. He was a great guy, but it was, it ended up being a deal breaker for me. I just couldn't deal just with it. Just all the anymore. time. I think terrible. some people maybe have like, like some uh, people have worse condition. BO than per. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of heavy H's used in those interviews, huh? Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Andy, I was just like, really? I like I had to cut it short. I should have just told him, I'm gonna have to cut this short. Your breath smells like a garbage disposal. Would that be rude? All right. So uh, <clears throat> those of you who wanted to know about, I, I love this too. This is where they all come back, and this is more like it's a change in mentality in the country. I'm not trying to be like you know old school army, but how's it on the player for wanting to better himself? Maybe he didn't expect our program to be absolute blink. Yeah, there you go. In other words. It's okay if you come in and everything's great, but as soon right. as there's some adversity the second we face and things adversity, are going bad, we're you, bailing. I mean, you're answering the question there. I mean, again, 
This is what when when we're setting up the youth. When to I be played so sports, soft. yeah, when we were sports back in the day, you played for a reason to develop a character and an accountability and a responsibility and a and a loyalty and a and and overcoming adversity. And we're we're telling now that that's not important, and you just run for the better situation whenever going gets tough or things don't work exactly right for you. So we're just we're just in entitling a group of. I can't stand these rankings, too, that they give out to these high school players, five-star. You, dude, you're 17 years old. You haven't done anything yet. Uh, yeah, in some – well, especially, yeah, when it comes to – you know, There's a lot that can happen between 17 and 22. Yeah, for sure. Should, should How's it going to end for Bill Belichick? I mean, yeah, you, would, you would have you would have thought it would end however he wanted it to end. You would have thought. Uh, Is he trying to dumb it down and get out of? I just I, he's an odd dude. He he strikes me as incredibly competitive. So I can't imagine him like tanking. Right. Purposefully. I don't, there's no way he's tanking. Yeah. Well, I mean, am I going to have been wrong? Is this basically? It was all Brady. I mean, they're three and ten, man. I mean, I, he's making bad coaching decisions at times. It, it's complicated, but it's some questionable moves. The quarterback is not developed at all. They're three and ten. They have. What's a, next for both sides? They haven't had a quarterback uh, since Brady. I mean, you can sit there and say Mac Jones is the guy. That's like saying Kenny Pickett's the guy. We all know he's not yeah, um, for sure. But if you he's he's serviceable. Um, yeah, but he had that Brady. I think it does does say that Jeff Brady was it, right? Yeah, it's got to be. Now I will say this: I think it's the combo from this standpoint. Brady and the quarterback can survive on his own better in whatever situation he goes to, especially if he goes to one with a lot of talent. Tampa had more talent than New England, whereas the coach without that quarterback, he's a lot more hamstrung than the QB is without the coach. Mm. The coach can't go out on the field right. and make the yep. play, so mm-hmm. he's more. So I do think I, – I don't think this. I think that if Rex Ryan had been the coach of the Patriots, that Tom Brady wouldn't have won six Super Bowls. Agreed. I think that can be true as yeah. well. So it's majority Brady. It's, it's both the, of them, but it's majority Brady. I don't think that so – I don't think Don Shula, after maybe like his first year or two, was ever 3-10. and 10. I, I This is unacceptable. I guess what I'm saying. And, if you're a great coach, right, you can't be 3-10, and 10, man. You cannot uh, be three and ten. At the same time, with with Belichick, can you imagine how deflating it is to go from Brady and everything going your way for twenty years to? It's it's just not the same. It's not they're not fighting the same fight anymore. Visions totally turned. I, does 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 Belichick end up with the Chargers? And if you're the Chargers, do you do that now? They now he gets Justin Herbert, and I think Belichick to the team. Chargers, and now Belichick gets his Bucks moment, like. How old is Belichick? 71. Brady. You don't think he's done after this? No. You think I he's going to keep going? He wants to catch that record, man. He's 15 behind Shula for the all-time amount of wins. So if, if Belichick goes to... That's to, to the Chargers. That's and he wins. What, well, my point is, that is more... That's a fair comparison yeah. to Brady leaving. Mm-hmm. Because Brady went to a team. The Bucks were loaded, better. Loaded. Mike Evans and, and all those guys, man. They were better than the Patriots, at least... Personnel-wise, offensively especially. Well, if if Belichick goes from the Patriots, I mean, suddenly you've got, you know, you've got Justin Herbert and all of that talent, and mm-hmm. you've got some good defenders. This guy is a defensive yeah. whiz. So, I mean, the Chargers make perfect sense, and 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 as much as anything, that that guy who coaches the Chargers does not 
deserve a head coaching job in the NFL any longer. He, he no bueno. Yeah. Um, it's just great to be in the coaching carousel time of year, and, the, and we're just blissfully unaware. Yeah. But I will say, I feel like this two-game losing streak, and don't misinterpret how I'm saying this, but I feel like the honeymoon's over for Peterson. Now it's all, I, I just mean, appreciated what what he is, what he's meant to the franchise, where he's gotten us, but now it's about results, I think. I think yeah. the fan base is transitioning out of just happy to be a contender, just happy to have a guy who's, you know, doesn't have us an absolute mess, but we don't like losing two in a row. We don't like coaching decisions that may have led to it. We don't, so I, from that standpoint, I think it's kind of the honeymoon is over. Now it's time for Doug Peterson to be the Jaguars coach, and he's going to ride those waves of of compliments and criticism like every other coach does. I'm I'm on a different, I, I just, I'm not as critical on his decisions as, as That's you fair. are. That's fair. I, 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 he is what he is. I mean, that's yeah. what we hired. I, and he's, I get that. He's a gambler. He is. I'm not claiming to be right on that. I, I could not be. I mean, I'm as opposed as I would be to eating a jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> you love mayonnaise. Yeah, it's like the worst thing in the world. Yeah. I, I would rather eat a jar of mayonnaise than agree with three minutes to go and three timeouts going for it fourth and three on my 37. All right, well, that's next time Brandon that happens, Staley. let's bust out a jar of mayonnaise and see you eat it. No, I would not eat it. I would you said rather, you would rather eat it than watch him go for it. Well, he's going to go for it, so I'm safe either way. Okay. And if he does do what he's supposed to do and punt it, I'm darn sure going to pass the mayonnaise. Sorry. All right, let's take a quick break. It's a uh, Beach Rose Plumbing Wednesday. Turn our attention uh, to the second half extravaganza. It'll include the Murphy Power Hour coming up at 9. You're listening to The Drill on 10XL 92.5 FM. All right, you know what that music means? We got a Drill Speed Trap Alert out there. It's brought to you by Catlin Truck Accessories, radar detection, and more. Uh, 295, especially over there on that southeast beltway, 9B connector. Uh, all the way through to the Dames Point. You keep those speeds down. Keep that cash in your pocket with a drill speed trap alert. Again, brought to you by Cal, truck, accessory. Curious about these speed traps. You yes, think sir. You think when the cops hear that, are with they that. listening to 92.5? Do they move when they, they hear that they're narked out? They're like, all right, I got to move. <laughs> they, uh, cover's, they do, cover's blown. They do. It's funny you bring this up because I'll get asked. And in fact, I've, you know, some of the Karens on the text line through the years have, you know, said you're somehow contributing to deaths on the highways by doing this. So. You know, move along, Karen. Um, <laughs> but in, in reality, I, 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 before we started this, yeah, I, I approached JSO. I mean, I talked to someone at, to tell them what we were doing yeah. and just make sure, and they're on board with it. If you're because here's the deal: if you're not on board with it, you know what you're admitting. You're just trying to make a cash you're grab. Trying to be sneaky, right? You're just it, you, if you're on board with it because if you're not on board, if you're legitimately just trying to keep speeders to a minimum, mm. the speed trap alert does your work for you. Yeah. So I, I've never felt bad about doing it. I trying to, to dodge or do anything, keep the speed down, and you know a lot of a lot of times what happens too when you get used to that, then you kind of keep it that way a little bit. Uh, folks on the text line want to know all about your golf experiences and your your golf um, uh, observations. And uh, one of them is, is somebody wants to know. You played the Masters, right? Mm-hmm. I think you told me Twice. that. You're, you're, was it, it all that it cracked up to be? Does where does it rank or rate with your golf experiences? Is uh, Matt Every is in studio with us, two-time winner of uh, the Bay Hill Invitational, University of Florida All-American and Hall of Famer, and all that good stuff. Yeah, very um, accomplished you are. Sure. Yeah. Um, Must be a nice resume. It's a decent one. If you ever want to be like an assistant club pro, I can get you in. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, 
Would you Mass- ever be a club pro? You are not club pro Masters. material. Maybe a head pro. Yeah. I'd love to be a head pro one well, day. Well, how could you not get that anywhere in town if you wanted uh, it? Just, I got a lot You know, there's some work right going on it's with the head 40. pro thing. You know, there's some some, some drama you got to deal with. I, I handle drama yes, you very do. well. Yeah, and you also create it. But anyway. <sighs> Those days are gone. <laughs> um, masters. Yeah, yeah tell yeah, me yeah. about it. Yeah, just what did you do to qualify for it? Is it just how sure, you finished? So I want, so there's numerous ways you can qualify for it. You can be top 50 in the world at a certain time. There's like a cutoff. And then if, or if you win. Um the first year I won Bay Hill, I actually, my world ranking would have got me in, but I won. So I go up and play a practice round. It was only like three or four weeks away after Bay Hill, and I went up with Jonas Blixt. He lives here as well, and we go up. And So you're already living in Jackson. When did you move mm-hmm. to the First Coast? Right out of college. Oh, basically. you did? You came here yeah, because, like a of, the, year after because of the practice facilities and those kinds of things? or uh, The beach bars, mainly. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, so I, we get up there and we're, we're, we're going to go first off on, on our practice round and we go and sit down in the little like restaurant. And you area. had not been on property. Never you didn't get to before. go play or Never. invite it. This is my first. Are, is it to you what it would be to a lot of people? Sure. Is that the grail? Like you, you're just like, well, like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So like a kid excited kind yep. of deal. All so right. we go in there and we're having breakfast and it's just Jonas and I and our caddies, our, our normal caddies came up with us. And we're eating, and in walks uh, Eli and Peyton, and they sat right next to us, and we talked to them for like 30 minutes. The, the NCAA tournament was going on, and Tennessee was decent that year, so we were chatting about that. That was cool. But my master's experience, I would rank it second for the majors. I think the British Open is just – Which one – how many of those did you uh, play? Uh, two, but they're, they're just far and away. Just because of the history? Yeah, it just Which feels... courses did you get over there? I got St. Andrews and oh, that's cool. Royal Liverpool. Which St. Andrews? Was it Tigers win? No, it was Zach Johnson. Okay. Uh, that's not too long ago. No, it was in 15. Um, yeah, my mas- I'll tell you a cool master's story, though. First tee on Thursday, my first time ever playing. <clears throat> this is the competitive round, not the – Yeah, this is, this is the, the start of the round. tournament. And I got, like, some buddies up there. I got my family, my mom, my dad – and uh, the guy that I'm – one of the guys I'm playing with, they're announcing his name, and he's getting ready to go. And I just kind of look over, and I, I catch my mom out of the corner of my eye, and she was crying. And I was like, oh, this is <laughs> this is a bad time for this, Mom. It was tough. But, Does that strike you? Do you get emotional when you see that? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm an emotional person. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. Um, not like Draymond Green, but <laughs> – That's violent Close. Emotion. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, Masters was awesome, though. I never had – my first year I played in it, I was dumb enough to think that I had a chance to win because I was playing really good going into there. And that's is just, it as different as people say? Like you know, there's the a, conditions it's, and it's very hilly there. The TV doesn't do it justice. I've been there. if you've been there as a fan, you, you a hear that on TV. But it, no, it's it, all on a bowl. It's it like really doesn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They started that uh, drive, chip, and putt thing that year. Remember that? Mm-hmm. You know, you know the kids, mm-hmm. and it was super cool. I was there Sunday before so while it's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. And we're on the back. We're on 14, which is like one of the furthest points mm-hmm. away from the clubhouse. And Nondescript out platform. of the trees, this guy comes over the, this intercom, and, he, and he's like, "Well, all the participants of the drive, pitch, and putt, please leave the property." Oh, it was like God speaking out there. It was so weird. It came. Out, I didn't know that was a thing, but the whole course it echoed through. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And and uh, do you remember how you? Like what you shot? I in missed your the cut uh, by one. I think both years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you get 
paired with anybody. Paired up Mike Weir. So nothing. Weir had won it already, though. Uh-huh. He was a former yeah. champion, but nothing crazy. Yeah. I've asked you this before. Did, did you have you ever been paired with Tiger in a professional round? No. No. Uh-uh. You wish you would have, or no? Or, sure. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. As, I, I got screwed one year at the British Open. I should have played with them, and they have this clause over there where usually tee times they're they make themselves like first in last out that's how you get mm-hmm. paired if there's a tie mm-hmm. and i was playing uh i saturday i got paired with tom watson made the cut at royal liverpool and i got paired with him on saturday and that was cool well sunday our scores were like all the same and tiger was right next to me and they moved tom to play with tiger instead of me playing with tiger that that was my kind of one chance to to get them. Um, did you? Would you have been a bit starstruck had you played with him? Right? Were, no, he, I mean I know like you had start. He's he's is he old enough of you that you were a kid watching him, or you guys oh, sure. more contemporary? Yeah. Yeah, he's like a little, when he chipped in on Demarco at. Uh, so you're Augusta. in your high school still? Yeah, high range? school. This okay, so you're like old enough that you're me. growing into. Is that who you and all your buddies like watched and wanted? No, be, I was, was a sicko. I was sick, a sicko growing up. I liked this guy named Mark Calcavecchia. He played at Florida. Sure. And oh. I had no clue he played at Florida. I just For real? Yeah, man. Wow. Um, my dad would take me to like Bay Hill and TPC. We grew up, I grew up in Daytona and he would you know, he'd go with his buddies and they'd just hang out somewhere and I would follow Mark around for eighteen holes. He like knew me in high school. Wow. Some random kid following him around. And then you end up going to Florida. Mm-hmm. Cal won a major, right? He did. He won, he won the, the British? British Open, yeah. Beat Greg Norman. I mean, what about Calcavecchia? I mean, outside, I know, it's that's super, weird. It's that's super an odd, random. That's a random, right? I like the way – I was good enough at the time to notice, like, how guys played, and I just loved the way he played. He was su- super aggressive. Um, I liked the way he carried himself on the course. I just I – just, I don't know. Um. All kinds of questions here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn this segment into it. Um, what's your favorite course professionally that you played, yeah. and like leisurely that leisure. you that you have played? And you said that your your own. I'm a uh, leisure kind of guy. Yeah, Pablo, you're a member of Pablo Creek, and that's yep. your favorite course here in town, mm-hmm. and that makes sense. Uh, but out, so let's Riviera, take it outside. So, so here's another word. It's what they say. Riviera Country Club. That's what they say. It is that. So good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is. So like, that'd be your favorite professional course outside of. Would would you take Augusta or Riviera? I played this Riviera, not even close. I think Augusta. Just as a golf like, course, this is a hot take. But if Augusta wasn't Augusta, yeah, I, hear you. I think guys would skip that week. Yeah. But it is in um, great shape. Oh, it's it's yeah. insane. But, but they all are right at this stage. Back much. in the day, you could run into a PGA Tour event I now and then that course, would be bad. I played a course last year in Hawaii called I think it's called Royal Hawaiian. I, it's I at know, a Jurassic Park, dude. Dude, it's I see. I just I watched. I know you 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 looked down your nose at these YouTube golf channels, but I watched you one watched of the some U- turds w- filming YouTube. One of the YouTube, YouTube video there. One of the YouTube dudes. One of the 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 the, the teams did like this 50, 50 states in fifty uh-huh. weeks deal. And they finished in Hawaii, so that one yeah. I just watched. It was yesterday, and it's the course you're talking about. Unbelievable. It, does, it wasn't in great shape. Like, it didn't it look like it doesn't need to be. It's yeah. a full, it, you're playing off in a jungle. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. and that's it, I and don't it, know it, anything about Hawaii or the islands. Or it's anything in the else. middle of of uh, Oahu. Okay, is that one of the big? It's where uh, like Waikiki, Honolulu is, and Waikiki. It's not the big island, but yeah. See, I don't even know what quote the big island, you know, means. Like I don't know which one's which. Or that any was of that. a nice run for me, man. I got I went Hawaii. Did you play then when you were on tour and you went over early and play there, or have you just been over I've there done and just playing? Su- yeah, I've done. I 
you know, as the years went on on the tour, those Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, they kind of become, I've already played these courses 10 in tournaments, you know, eight to 10 times. Fun. I'd rather go play somewhere I've never played that's sick on a Tuesday. Royal than, Hawaii. It's so funny you say that. I just was looking at that yesterday, and you are right. It looks like you're just in the jungle. It's unbelievable. It's it, like, if I was going. Like if, under canopy I'm sometimes. You, if you're going to Hawaii. Do that one. It beats any course on the coast. There. I know you've played Jordan's course, Doc Murphy. I was very, very, very jealous when I heard Doc Murphy had gone on a little golf junket, and lo and behold, there's Matt Every on that one when yeah, you went down me to and Doc Jordan's Murphy. place. That's right. Yeah. Have you ever? You haven't played with Jordan, have you? No, haven't played. So you haven't him. gambled with him, obviously. No. That'd be good enterprise if you could get into that somehow. <laughs> what about these uh, self-standing putters? Your thoughts on those? Uh, self-standing putters. I, mean, I used to use one, um, maybe ten or twelve years ago. It, they're great if you have pure Bermuda and you don't need loft because a lot of those self-standing putters don't have loft on them. Um, and then also, Jeff, the second the wind starts blowing, those self-standing putters don't, so they, they don't work anymore. I was amazed. I saw, like, you know, Smoltz is a decent golfer. He was playing a bit. He was using, using one, one in terms yeah, of yeah. player. It, I, I got a good self-standing putter. I'll tell it in a second, but finish your there's point. Just, there's something to having that. Or it, like, when I was using it, I mean, it was lights out, man. It was if you knew you were aimed correctly, there's there's something to that. Okay. It gives you, like, Mentally. a little bit of confidence. Yeah. When I first started dating my wife, mm -hmm. like, way back, and she knew I loved golf and that, and my wife has always been a really thoughtful gift giver, especially when we're starting. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, like way too nice a gift sometimes, but always thoughtful, always considerate. And we're in our 20s, dude. We're young. Mm -hmm. And she, for Christmas, bought me a stand-up putter. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Which I was – my putter is my – is my bat. That's all I can do is putt. Yeah. So I am not changing my putter. I don't care if you just brought me at the time a Scotty Cameron gold plated. I'm putting with this DPM I got. I'm never getting rid of it. Mm -hmm. So um, ultimately, I ended up putting it away. I think the stand up putter technology back then wasn't quite as good. It was super heady. Mm -hmm. Like I think now they can make them through balance a little bit. Yeah, they back weight the grip, I think. Yeah. They, yeah. Because that, that, that thing was just so, so super. Uh, super yeah, busted jack. See, they know me. They know what I was watching yesterday. Oh, Busta Jack? Yeah, do you know them? Have you heard of them? I've heard of them. You hate those inter Why is it? A do you hate those I guys so bad? I don't see the appeal to it at all. Well, because they golf like most of us do, Maddie. Okay. You see what I mean? You like watching. Sometimes you like watching. Actually, they're much better than us. I shouldn't say golf like some of us. <laughs> um, but I, I hear uh, what these you're saying. Good, like if these good, good guys are so good, why don't they go play on the tour? Yeah. That's my thing. I don't think that they think they're tour level. I, I do. Yeah. Some of those guys do. Uh, you don't, you, I mean, you're just not pretty watching. full of themselves. Yeah, you're just not watching. You're just not. You've seen his clip. I mean, this is uh, you know, you're just not watching. If you, that's what you really, yeah, you, you trust of, me, don't you? You not trust me? Uh, uh, not really on this. <laughs> you haven't mm -hmm. watched enough. Just I get it. The good good guys can be a little bit over the top. I yeah, guess. They're, yeah, they're, little, they're a little light in the low. Failed still. college golfers that don't want to give it up. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, but I, that's not how they come across to me. They don't come across me as failed trying to do yeah. anything. It's they're just, painting their own picture. For I them. like watching these dudes go out and play their little silly little contest. Leave me alone. I mean, you watch the Skid Games reality show and you're passing. That's way better. They probably this do. Is, they probably do less editing in that than they do in those videos. This, how many times do those guys hit those shots until they get it right? I don't care. Right. I mean. That's the world. It's today, 20, 20, <sighs> right. 20, whatever it is, three, almost mm -hmm. four. This is the drill. It's a uh, Beach Rose Plumbing Wednesday. We return with more. We're going to go inside the NFL when we Let's come do back it. and uh, get out of this, this bitter golf land that we suddenly landed in. <laughs> Thank you.
All right, we're back. Uh, I just love kids. Uh, this case on the text line, you know. I mean, you, you, I, I don't know if they're in like some sort of romantic relationship with the good, good boys or uh, people get so protective of who they're fans of. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like you would take this fan, like they threw, you know, like you said, you don't like the good, good guys. And, and so, but my point is this with kids. It's okay. So, I don't like a lot of other things. Well then, well, then he makes like some insult and then he throws boomer in there. Like, how old are you, bro? 13. Do you even know what a boomer is? Here's an idea. You Go to turd. Google. Matt Every's about his boomer. A boomer's like 60 years old, you idiot. So if you're going to go throw your yeah, insults yeah, in your boomers, no. try Google, you low go IQ. Play your, go play some video games. Or whatever. I don't want to get game. Maddie going. I can get going. It doesn't matter. So, I look, I, I, I'm on your side there, by the way. I like a YouTube golfers. Matt doesn't. He's in a different golf world than we are. You are in no position to go rude. You're in the basement texting a PGA Tour pro. So with all due respect to your golf knowledge and your boomer declarations, you're a dum-dum, son. You're dum-dum. Might be time for Dum Dum to go to Google Google before we start throwing uh, things out there. Yeah. No, you're a boomer because you don't understand the current entertainment marketplace. You're right, boss. You're right. I don't right. Under, you're right. I don't understand. Well, and, and, and by the way, and I don't understand it either. That's why I've been doing a successful radio show for 22 years because I don't understand the current broadcasting. Um, you know, it's, 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 and by the way, you're not making any of those. I love these battles you have on the text line during the breaks. Yeah. It's probably my favorite just, thing about I, coming no, in No, I just, I, I love when, I respect all people and their opinions. Until their opinion shows no respect for anyone else's and they're like 12 years old. And I'm not trying to be an ageist. But when you're 22 years old, you don't have it figured out to the point yeah. that you think you do. I'd be happy to have a conversation with you. But immediately too much nowadays, especially with the social media where everybody's got those real courageous fingers, you text and you say things that you wouldn't say if you were having a normal civil conversation with someone because you're snot-nosed little punks when you do that. Yeah. So that's all, you know. So you keep throwing your cliches. You get off my lawns and your boomers. Live in your cliche world. Go watch your YouTube. Go stand over Garrett and your boys on YouTube and, and, and enjoy yourself. So that, that's it. You know, it, that's it. I'm not triggered. I'm just telling you what you are. It doesn't matter to you because you're a troll hiding behind a, a login. And so that doesn't matter to you either. I would tell your friends to get on you, but I'm not sure you have any at this point because you're apparently a know-it-all. So take a, look what I've done here taking up for Matt. Appreciate you see what that. I've done, E? Yeah. See, not, not even your, not even your side of the argument either. Well, right, and now, right, I'm even on this dude's side of the argument, but that's how inane it can be uh, uh, sometimes. Boom, I, I'm going to take Boomer as a compliment, by the way. I like the, uh, and again, to your point, I'm on that side. I thoroughly enjoy the YouTube golfers. I watch them every day. I, I think they're they're fun. They have all kinds of fun. So, um, and then this guy, you know, and again, Jeff doesn't watch Live Golf because it's not real golf, but loves the YouTube golf. <laughs> Well, they're different. He's hey, got, got a point. No, he doesn't. YouTube's not telling me they're trying to grow the game and they're taking, they, it's, there's no point at all. These guys, I know what they are. They're exhibition golf. The John Roms and Phil Mickelsons and Dustin Johnsons put their shorts on and go play 54 holes with a shotgun start in a margarita bar on 12 and tell me they're playing the same thing as the players. That's that's why. Fair. So, Fair. Little, little bit of a difference between the two. <laughs> Are we going to stop talking about golf? I want to talk about, I do want to stop talking about golf. They just, they load up the text. By the way, the power hours, you'll still get it, but it switched right. to tomorrow. Murphy had something come up today. So Daniel Murphy will join us in studio tomorrow to make for a very uh, busy Thursday. And we're, I got a lot of questions for Daniel Murphy, mainly surrounding youth baseball. You are now in that madness. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting out of hand. Well, no, it's gotten out of hand. Yeah. It's been out of hand since I was in youth baseball. It's really? been like that for a long time. Sure. 
politics. It hurt feelings and development and roster. I mean, it's just, yeah. it'll never, it never uh, changes. And it's even more pronounced now because so many kids aren't playing a variety of sports. Right? Yeah. It's just year round and. Oh, you see some of these clips online. I saw one comedian talking about his kid having a $400 bat and seeing two good pitches all year. <laughs> I'll give you another one, too. I feel for parents, i.e. me, because I did the same thing. But, you know, there was a day back in the day. Again, this is this is, now this is boomer talk. Uh, by the way, I'm significantly older than Matt, and I'm not even a boomer. That's how dumb some of the audience is. Mm. Like, I'm not even a boomer, E. You hear me? Yeah, that's fair. I'm nowhere near a yeah, boomer. that's fair. Hicken, I don't know. We might be tiptoeing into boomer land with him. I'm how old is Hicken? 60, I think. 60, yeah. I still don't think that's Boomer. I still think that's Gen X. It's close. close, But I'm I'm like firm middle of Gen X, so, you know, anyway. Boomer's also, not just age, it's attitude and all of that, too. I guess. That attitude that we showed there, that's, yeah, I hear you. I'll take it. What I need is a new term for the attitude that's displayed by the snot-nosed, know-it-all, insulting crew of, like, they're the the young male version of Karen. Yeah. Like, we need a new term for that guy. Oh, I got a I couple. Got, yeah. <laughs> Me too. Well, non-profane. Like we do. Like these, these these, these, sit on their social media accounts and sneer at everyone, how much smarter and much more they know, and they always do it with just an extra. I just never understood people who thought it was a character charm to be rude. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people who, like, like thrive in being that guy. That's always been strange to me. Um, what concerns you? I'm going to make an admission here at 840. I don't respect the Baltimore Ravens. Really? I don't think, like, I'm watching ESPN yesterday, and uh, McAfee has grown on me, by the way. That's just a little aside. McAfee's grown on me. I, uh, yeah, sure, he pays a million dollars for Aaron Rodgers to be his friend. Sure, I get it all. <laughs> but I, I, he, he's grown on me a little bit, but they were kicking around the, the, the Ravens yesterday, and just this proclamation that it's the Ravens and the night. I do not believe in the Ravens. I, Can you feel me? Yeah, I feel you. I think you know, we talked about it yesterday. You, you, were, you defended Lamar Yesterday, I don't know if you remember. For me, that's that is why I do not fear the Ravens. Is Lamar Jackson? I don't think he's a guy who's gonna come in and. I I don't have any less confidence in Lamar than I do Tua or Josh Allen or or Trevor Lawrence or. I have way more confidence in a Josh Allen than than, yeah. than a Lamar. I don't. I think they're real similar. They're gonna need other things to go well around them, and um, I I, I guess I don't. I think my Ravens perspective is perhaps skewed by the level of success that that the Jags have had against them mm-hmm. through the years and and I mean going back to Flacco you know it's funny we could beat Flacco when he was on a great Ravens team but put him on the crappy Browns and come home with an L I it's just their style I think and maybe that is Lamar I mean to your point I've always been a Lamar backer and so it's sometimes it's hard to get off an opinion that you still think is valid but he is not your typical here is the problem we've always wondered about with the Ravens when it comes to, like, Lamar winning a Super Bowl. And Lamar is a terrific – Lamar, to me, is like the Atlanta Braves of football. You put him over the course of a whole schedule, and he's going to come out on – he's going to win 100 games. Mm-hmm. But when you put him in a specific situation, i.e., for the Braves going – you know, that Braves offense over 162, it's going to win 108 games to be the best team in baseball. Put him in a five-game series and throw some different, you know, curveballs at him, pun intended, then it doesn't always play out that way. And that's how I feel – with, with Lamar and the Ravens over the course of a season and a game, he's going to beat you more often than he's not. Until he gets into the playoffs and he's down 23-10 with 12 minutes to go, can he just, as a pure passer, bring you back in, into a game? Right. So that is not my con- concern with him. I just, 
but the it goes beyond Lamar for me and the Ravens. It, they just have always felt offensively, even when Flacco was there, unexplosive. They yeah, never not a threat. They've always struggled. Tell me the great receiver that they've had. Well, Steve Smith, um, Derek Mason. These mm-hmm. are late career additions, but they every time they've had a drive, they drafted Torrey Smith. It was a tight end. They, they had drafted for a while. Uh, Bateman. They drafted Zay Jones. They they've spent a lot of draft picks on first round receivers, and they've just seemed to never really have uh, have have taken hold. They're what if, now? If, all right. They had Anquan yeah, also. Todd Heath. They had. Is that what you're thinking of? No. Shannon Ant, Sharp uh, played there for a little while. Um. Um. um if, if you had to, okay, if we didn't have Trevor and mm-hmm. and, and uh, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson were free agents, who, who would, I would, who would not you? just immediately say Josh Allen. You would, so it would be a tough call for it you. Would. Mm. It would. It would. The biggest mistake this football team ever made, it was not taking Lamar Jackson at the bottom of the first round the year they took Taven Bryan. They could have taken him. And by the way, that's Who'd we another, take the year of Mahomes? Uh, that uh, was Fournette. Fournette. You don't think that was a bigger mistake? Well, the problem is we had just gotten – We just re-signed Blake. Or did, no, well, we hadn't re-signed him, but he was just – we're still finding out about uh-huh. him. Right, right. Blake's coming off a decent year. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, and and then that 17th season when they drafted Fournette, and they ended up being a playoff team. So you and Mahomes didn't even play it all that year. So, so we thought we, yeah, we, you forgot about. I mean, we're looking at quarterbacks like uh, Trubisky or you know some of these others, and so it didn't um, it didn't register that much. Do you expect the Jaguars to win, or you kind of hope they win? I I think they win. Why Why is that? No idea. Do, right? Could be gas, but I got a yeah. gut feeling right now. Yeah, I there's. There's a couple of things that the might, defense scares me a little bit. Yeah, it should. The Ravens give up 264 yards a game. Mm-hmm. That's second best in all the NFL. Yeah, that Roquan Smith is really good. They have. Uh, they get to the quarterback. They have like 50 sacks already, or something insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so I worry about the, uh, protecting Trevor the way this 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 uh, defense is played. Shatley playing center this week. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't I, I don't know the answer to that question. That offensive line is a beat up mess. Uh points per game, the Ravens, uh sixteen point eight. That's also second in the NFL. So they're second in yards allowed. They're second in points allowed. Uh this Jaguars offense has not exactly been humming or dealing with injuries. We're dealing with a banged up offensive line. Have I talked you out of your confident feeling or no? Uh, I'm not trying to, but I'm just trying to sprinkle in. Yeah, a, I mean, some this is going to be here. a dogfight. It's not look. This is going to be a tough game this Sunday. First, we have to have this game, though. This is the first time all year, and this distresses me a little. This is the first time all year that I, I've gone into a game just kind of hoping we'd win. Yeah, you know, I think we can win. Yeah. I think we can win. But I've been confident that they're going to win most weeks. Like a game like this, I would think, oh, yeah, you know, but. Be- a combination of factories, including injuries, make me not quite so confident. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I got a pest of the day when we return. It's a Beach Rose Plumbing Wednesday on the drill. Back here on the drill, uh, you know, when it comes to the offensive side of the ball, the Ravens are number one in the league rushing it. But, hey, that's actually something we're pretty good at, stopping the run. Look, this is about one thing, E.T. It's about our guys... I, Drinking a shot of whiskey and growing some hair on their chest and going out to the field Sunday night with some sort of, like, intent, man. I need some malintent from our offensive line. They're just getting 
That stat that we had earlier about the, the, the beating that Miles Garrett threw Blake Hance, you didn't even realize as the game was going into the latter stages because Trevor wasn't really getting sacked. He was sacked four times. He was able to mm-hmm. – but, I mean, that's the Cleveland Browns, bro. Again, we're talking about the, the Ravens light, right? You're, you're, playing, yeah, yeah. you're playing Ravens light football. It's like when Kentucky went to Georgia. Remember what I told – said yep. Kentucky was? Kentucky's Georgia light. So if Florida's going to lose to Kentucky by 20, Georgia's dang sure going to beat the pants off of them. Well, that's kind of the, the same thing we're dealing with here. The Browns are Ravens light. And anything that the Browns did last past Sunday, the Ravens are going to be much better at doing this coming Sunday. But then again, you have, you know, you, you have the home field, which unfortunately hasn't really meant much. I, I, do, I do have this sense overall. We're a good football team. I, are we going to lose three in a row? Is that really what we're about to do here yeah. at the winning time, at the most important time of the year? We're going to go from 8-3 and three to 8-6, and six, be tied for the division, and put all this pressure on us for the last three games? Is that really how this is going to play out? Mm-hmm. I got uh, something I've kind of noticed. I know we've been trying to establish the run a little more, um, but it feels like we run it on first down a whole hell of a lot and don't get a lot out of it. Is it at what point does – I don't, I don't want to say you completely bail on the run, but if we're not getting anything out of it, what can we just become a team that? Well, the the problem I I don't that I, I mean I hear what you're saying. I also it just hear, feels like every every I'd have start to look, of every da- the start of every drive, ETN goes for two yards. I'd have to look because we get we get comments and criticisms to the opposite that. Why don't they? You know, so I don't. I don't know. I, again, but if you can never establish it, why go back to it? I don't. If it doesn't work. I don't think we really. We Trevor threw the ball fifty times last yeah. year. Yeah, I'm talking was, about the start of the drives. Yeah, I, I don't know if you can throw it fifty if you're not starting drives with passes, mm. at least some. Right. I, here's here's what the, the bottom line is: this we're not running the ball with any efficiency, yep. and the offensive look. We got we we got a tight end who seems to be doing everything he's supposed to do. We have a receiver in Zay Jones who has proven what he can do, but who I'm convinced, especially when I watch one of those interceptions, and you saw Zay Jones trailing the play, he was limping, man. We haven't noticed that. Now, he's not limping to the fact that he can't go out and be somewhat effective, and but he's limping. That knee's not right yet. And then I don't know what to tell you about Calvin Ridley. I just don't know what to tell you. He does not look like he is engaged, and not all the time, but you got to be like 24-7 in focus, Right. We're we're 13, 14 games in, and it's still feel, and I I don't know this to be the answer, you know I don't know if it's absolutely true and factual, but it sure seems, it sure seems like he's not running the right the, the right routes, like he's not, you know necessarily engaged with with Trevor or, or otherwise, right? It's like he's lost out there. It yeah. looks like it just it, it it's, it's very shock, it's shocking. Well, it's very it's very you know. Uneven. We're getting uneven performances. What you want from the great players is that consistency, right? Mm-hmm. What does Tyreek Hill do every week? Put up numbers. It's 120 yards every week. I'm watching Garrett Wilson. And again, if if and hope they're making this decision. If Calvin really can't be that guy, then you don't need to spend a big third round, second round pick. Yeah, you need to go round, find a guy, yeah. right? If yeah. he's, now you well, have to be deciding whether or not he's that guy. But this, this, I notice these things. I watched Calvin really too many times here in these last six, eight weeks, finished with three catches, 26 yards, four catches, 41 yards, 
run wrong routes, drop balls. This is every game. Yeah. Since every week. I put it on the Houston Texans and the New York Jets the other day. Flipping around back and forth, watching a little bit of red zone. And every time I go to the red zone, Garrett Wilson is wide open and catching a pass. That's what Zach Wilson. So I'm here to tell you that Calvin Ridley, either by by design, by rust, by talent, is not this precision route runner that they told us all about. He's not getting open. When you watch Jamar Chase go deep, you know what happens? He's two yards behind the defender. We watched Calvin Ridley go deep the other day. He's two yards in front of the defender. It's just, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's engagement. I don't know if it's talent. I don't know if it's rust. I don't know if it's focus. I don't know if it's knowledge of the playbook. I don't know what it is. I only know that for this team to get where we want him to go, Calvin Ridley's got to be more. Yeah. Especially now without without Christian Kirk. And we're getting to the point now that I just don't think he is. Do you, Matt, do y'all uh, think look, he is? En- engagement, there's no excuse for that at all. Um, and again, and, that's, and that's, seen, that's, that's an opinion. Yeah, but but it is. But even like a, a novice football fan can tell he's run run some wrong routes. Now, what about he when he came in, he was going to be our deep threat guy, right? I, I thought. Okay, well, here's... But Kirk here's, is kind of my only that. my only thing with that, you know. You see Tyreek Hill running all over the place, and I'm not comparing Hill to Ka- Calvin Ridley, the, not even close. But tre- there's no way Trevor has the time to get him the ball down the field right now. It's, there's it, some truth to that. There's got to be some truth. There's to some, that. there's I, some tr- there's some truth to the ability to get it downfield. But it, it it's been there has been two is some, back there eating a sandwich. Here, here's <laughs> what I need. Here's what I need though. And Trevor takes a hit on this, and he should. He threw interceptions. The interception on the deep ball he was trying to throw to Calvin Ridley. Mm -hmm. Okay? Calvin Ridley has got to beat that guy off the line and get by him. Yeah. So, I think Calvin, he still has the physical ability. I really do. I think he has that rust and he? What do you think it is? I I, I think it's mental. I think a lot of it is mental. But But, mental, it could be rust. That could be be rust. The mental part of it. They showed us. You sit out a year in any pro sport. I hear you. That's a big deal, man. You're playing the pro sport against other studs. So, I think physically he still has it. He's just rusty mentally. You know, again, though, that that interception, I think Trevor trusts that he's got an elite receivers get off the line and by the defender. Elite receivers don't run hip to hip with guys down the field Mm -mm. they just don't if they're not fast enough to just blow by them then they they deke them at the line they deke them within the first five or ten yards and they get around them trevor's going to spots with zay and 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 calvin ridley and they're letting the the, the dbs get position and go and to matt's point like those interceptions those deep interceptions i'm not taking them off trevor you threw them up there it is what it is you know i said this about about Doug Peterson and when he goes for it, fourth and one and others. I got no problem going for it if you're carrying 200 yards and you got a driver in your hand. But right now, buddy, you got a pitching wedge mm-hmm. and you're trying to carry 200 over the water. You can't do it with this old line with this with, with some of these other elements. So, you know, Trevor has to in order to make, make that a completion but complete. He probably has to throw a little bit earlier than he wants. And you'd like to assume, expect, hope. Did you get separation from your, quote, elite receivers? And I saw the video of Calvin Ridley running these routes in the offseason. Everybody. Turning guys around, being 15 yards open. Where's that guy? Maybe that is the rust. This is not, by the way, the final pounding of the gavel that they need to get rid of Calvin Ridley. He's saying, I'm not saying all that. I'm saying, Calvin, my man, Agent Zero, 
please get going for us. Yeah, well, you can show up now. We've had some, you know, you, we, we, he has gotten going from time to time. It just hasn't been enough. How many 100-yard games do you guys think Calvin really has this year? Two. E? Uh, three? Got three. Okay. Um, he has like 700 maybe, yards, don't he? Maybe this is the week, Jeff. He's going to have a thousand. Yeah, put, he's going to have a thousand He's got yards. 742. Right. So, and, a thousand and seventeen game schedule, okay? It ain't 14 games anymore. It's not even 16. A thousand and seventeen ain't much more than about 50, 60 a game. Right, how, we, we don't, like, before this, we haven't really had thousand yard seasons. I don't know. Who's, You'd be surprised. We had him last year. Kirk had it. Kirk, okay, before Kirk. Um, I you know I have to look. Right, I have to look. I don't. And, but he's played that poor. He's playing this poor, and he's still going to get a thousand. So yeah. that's why I still believe in his ability. Is he getting? I you know I know a lot of the number one receivers get doubled up sometimes. He is he is Calvin Ridley. Are like are they doubling him? I don't the majority I, of the time. I don't think so. It, no. And again, I over the course of watching the game, particularly on TV, unless you like when you're game planning for the Jags. And you, and you I don't see think they weapons. are anymore. Are Maybe they, they like, are. Are they like, I, all right, they got That's a good cal- question. Y- y- you know? There we go. 904. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I know that he was – He's. I, I'll tell you this, too, and I'll look this up. He drops way too many balls. Dude drops yeah. a ball a game, it feels like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was targeted 13 times against Cleveland and only caught four passes. And I know Trevor didn't have his best day, but that's, that's a problem. That's He's not getting to where you think he's going to be or he's not getting open like he should or – Trevor's making a bad pass, but it's not. I don't care which side you fall on. I'm not going to take the nine targeted incompletions as all being on Trevor. Right. I mean, well, Calvin, he had a, he had one play where he got in the red zone. It was like it was a deep ball where he caught it, and he, he tried to reach for the pylon. It looked effortless. So that's why I say he has that ability where he caught and he got pushed out of bounds like by the one-yard line. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking it about. It effortless. Like, he also, it's easy. He also caught that ball that, that uh, wasn't holding in the – what what game? The second to last game, not the not the Browns. Who who do we lose to? Uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. He oh, he had a big one ball. there, and he they had, yeah, that sketchy holding back. call. That's yeah. that's fair too. I, look, he's not been terrible. Mm-mm. I mean, real quickly, you're sta- our well, and your standards and your expectations yeah. change when your team gets good. If this Calvin really had been on our no, team five years ago, guys, going crazy. They, they were pumping his tires. Yes, the they were. Devontae Adams put him as the third best receiver in the league. So this isn't just, you know, us getting excited about right. it. And he's been far from terrible. And this isn't a kill Calvin really. I still think there could be a place for him on this roster moving forward as your as your number one receiver. But I gotta I gotta get more, man. I mean, four and four, the last two losses, four catches in two games, and Trevor's throwing it fifty times. That ain't number one receiver. If Josh Allen throws it fifty times, Stefan Diggs ain't never having four for fifty yards. Mm-mm. Right. Mm-mm. If 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 Kirk Cousins went healthy, throws it fifty times. Justin Jefferson never has four catches right. for twenty six yards. Yeah. So, you know, to that end as well. Continue with our conversation. I still have the pest of the day to get to. I'm I'm going to give it to. There's a right. There's a wrong here. I don't know how it's righted, but it's definitely um, pest of the day material. Some would say that you've already ranted like you've had numerous pest of the day. Perhaps you're <laughs> correct too. I'm wondering who's going to beat Draymond today. Or pest of the day. Uh, I've done too much. Draymond has been pest of the day twice this year already. I, I don't want. It's going to be like a SNL five time, you know, hosting club. Not doing Draymond today. I got one. I've got something else in my sight. So, congratulations, all y'all. We'll be back with more. It's a uh, Beatrice Plumbing Wednesday. Conflicting numbers. I, I guess I don't know exactly what. 
constitute what constitutes a, a drop pass. But uh, there is a listing here that has Calvin Ridley with five dropped passes this year. Five. That's it? The same as Evan Ingram. I've been watching what? every Jaguar yeah. game. If you're telling me Calvin Ridley and Evan Ingram have showed the same sure-handedness, I'd have to disagree. Calvin no. Ridley, ha- they must not be counting the one. Like, Are all the drops same? the same, that's too? What I'm Some saying. drops are bigger than Yeah, others. but I'm talking about, remember the play against the Bengals where he slid and he fell, and yeah, maybe that's not a drop because he's lying there. you got to catch that ball. The good one's catch. It's hard for me to to believe that Ridley has five drops. Uh, one, I forget what game. That's it one was. every two. That's less than one every two games. It seems yes. more than that. But re- regardless, just looking for more, you know, production out of that position, and they need more production, you know, out of the offense in general. It's been a comedy of errors why the offense hasn't worked as it should, and we'll just try and, you know, get past that comedy of errors uh, th- this week. And it's not even comedy it's just like a reality and it's distressing to have built a contender and be so non-strong up front yeah the, w- the one thing that does give me hope this week and i know you're you're riding him a little from last week is doug P- doug yeah yeah game, no game, game I, planning I, for this yeah i i want to believe in it i do i and i i'm not anti every decision there are some decisions in sports bro where there's no right or wrong mm-hmm. you know if you if it's if it's fourth and goal from the half yard line are fourth and one from the three. If you want to go for the, you know, you want to go for the juggler there and you want to go for the touchdown and the points, that that decision is fine. And if you want to kick and get the guarantee points, that position is fine. You can fall on either side of that. And I'm not going to get, I personally would be on the side of kicking there. To me, there are others like going for it in your own 37-yard line that I am never going to get on board with. I can never, ever, ever say it's okay with three timeouts and the and the two-minute warning and three minutes left. Did we have, yeah, we had three timeouts. You know, That's we right. had the whole world in front of us. And their offense, by the way, outside of three big plays, hasn't done anything sustained. Every single time I'm sending my all-pro level kicker out, punter out there, I'm putting him inside the 10, I'm getting a three and out, and I'm getting the ball back at the 45. I'm not going to give them the ball where they don't even have to get a first down. They can get a field goal. Yeah, and just it, – it. I don't believe in us. Again, this to me is fourth and three with as clunky as the offense has been all day, with the pressure that has been on Trevor. That's like taking a pitching wedge up and trying to carry 240. So you're telling me when they when when it was fourth down and they didn't trot out the punt, the punt team before the snap, you were like, what the heck are you doing? million percent. I was with Jeff, too. Well, I million percent. I was like, punt it. I, I get not. it. There, there are a lot of people in your, in your camp. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. And again, I disagree more strongly with that. I can't go right or wrong when it gets on those deals. I can do it against some of these analytic decisions. Like, I, it'll never make sense to me. And people, like, they answer you explaining why it is, but that doesn't make it just. I'm not saying I don't understand why. I'm saying I disagree if you're down 14 points going for two when you get that first touchdown. Well, we just saw it work for it, the Titans. I know it did. I, I disagree I, with I it. have one for you with analytics. Okay, say you're up one and you score a touchdown to go up seven. That to goes, me is the all time. It's the best time to go for two, because you can end the game. There's no risk. You, you already got a seven of, point lead. Yeah, again, see that's where you, these you, analytics you, you are do tricky. This, it's a two store two score game. And if you miss, they don't. All they got to do is get an extra point. The Whereas tie. if you make, they've got to get a two pointer just to tie you. So I, I mean, I can offer a counter I bet argument. You, Doug would agree with me on this. Well, uh, but also like, so what you're saying, Matt? If you miss, where you force them to go for two, or you trust in your defense to go get a stop where they don't even score a touchdown, you still got to kick the ball off for them to go to the whole field. The point being, get that eight point lead is I forget the I, I hear what you're saying. Forget any assumption that they do score. The the end of the day, the, it's the risk. Would you rather have a eight point lead for sure? 
Yeah. Would you rather settle for a seven-point lead or would you rather try to get a nine-point nine point lead? I That's think the where, seven is okay. It's good enough. Yeah. And then the nine just puts the nail in the coffin. Well, and there's also this, and again, they don't miss many of them, but that 32-yard extra point changes things just a little bit. A little bit. Little you know, bit. It, it changes it. It changes it at least a little bit. My pest of the day brought to you by Mission Pest Solutions comes from the, the world of football. And, you know, and again, low-hanging fruit for Draymond, who went WWE again last night. This guy's <laughs> like the, you know, the Coco beware of NBA basketball. Uh, first, let me tell you about Mission Pest Solutions and a terrific offer right now. You can get your initial pest service for free. That's a $250 value. All you got to do is contact them before the end of the month and tell them you heard it here on 1010XL. Call 944-PEST. You'll speak directly with the owners. Mission Pest uh, Solutions is veteran and locally owned and operated. They will become your pest solution for life. And you'll get the first initial treatment, your introduction for free. Again, that's $250 you can save this, this, this holiday season. I don't know where, you know, how this can be rectified. And I'm not sure if there is a plan on those that represent this young man. But the pest of the day is a combination of law enforcement, the NFL, and the Buffalo Bills. If any of the three had used at least a little bit of what used to be a time-worn tradition here in the, in, in the United States of America, which is innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, it's the other way now. Yeah, if any of these three institutions had shown at least the little bit of objectivity to hear the complete story, then maybe a cat named Matt Ariza would be a millionaire right now instead of doing goodness knows what. Uh, the former San Diego State and Buffalo Bills punter Matt Ariza, you may remember last year, was cut by his team immediately when it was alleged that he was a part of a, well, I, the term itself is offensive enough, a gang rape of a 17-year-old off campus at San Diego State back in October of 2021. Problem is, as Ariza ascertained from the beginning, he wasn't there. He was never a part of it. And that has ended up proven to be true. He, the, the, he, the, the girl has said, no, it wasn't him. He has been cleared of being involved with it. He, he, he's, um, the girl been, said, no, it wasn't he, him two years after the, he, after the since fact. then it's been since it's not right now, but now even the civil part of the lawsuit he's been removed from. So just, the girl, the 17 year old, by the way, and it's a terrible thing to happen. And those that are responsible should be, but this guy was immediately branded a guilty. He was a drafted punter. So dude, this guy had a, yes, a, a cannon on him. For he was going to be a, he, he probably lost. Thirty to forty minimum million dollars. How many, how many dollars. punters get drafted? Not a ton. There's maybe a couple a year. Maybe Brian Barker. Yeah, there maybe <laughs> been a few Brian Anger. There have been a few through the years. I mean, usually, that do. when the fan base when a punter is drafted goes nuts, like in, in the wrong way. Ariza has maintained his innocence. Uh, it says he'll never get back the time spent defending himself from these accusations. Thankfully, there was extensive evidence that was key to securing Matt's voluntary dismissal from the lawsuit. Matt was and has always been innocent. The case is over, and Matt has prevailed. The Bills released Ariza, who the team drafted in round six in 2022, two, on August 27th, two days after the lawsuit was filed. Wow. The lawsuit stated Ariza, who was 21 at the time, led the young lady to a side of a house and, you know, and then was a part of uh, terrible things that happened to her. Uh, uh, accordingly, he then took her inside the home where other men, uh, you know, 
again, it's just unsavory. So what? So this guy's out of the league. What, what's what's next for Ariza? I, I don't know. He did get a workout in May, but you know, again, we talk about Calvin really and being away from the game for a year. And right. what does the rest do? Be a punter and 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 spend some of the time in jail and other defending yourself. I don't know if it's if it's that easy. I don't know if he gets another shot. I do know as a six round pick of the Bills, he would be their punter right now. Sure, and he would be you know his net worth would be up over two or three million already, and he'd have the chance to have a long career and make a lot of money. And just the fact that the Bills, and that's why they're, to me they're the pest in the NFL. The fact that that's just it, boom, cut, no suspension list, nothing. And you know why? And you know the other part of the level of unfairness? It's because he's a rookie punter. Easy, if that were, easy target. Well, if that were Josh Allen, would he be cut, you think? Right. What y'all think? Yeah, that's what I thought. Would have took their time. Yeah. yeah, that's the pest of the day brought to you by Mission Pest Solutions, federally and locally owned and operated. When you call 944-PEST, you'll speak directly with the owners. And call that number here before the end of the month. Now through December 31st, when you call Mission Pest Solutions, you'll get your initial pest uh, control treatment for absolutely free. That's $250 value. Um, and you can be a part of the Mission Pest Solutions family. We'll come back on the other side. We'll see what's trending. As we take you through a Beatrice Plumbing Wednesday, the Murphy Power Hour. If you were waiting on that today, uh, reschedule for tomorrow. So we'll welcome Daniel into the fray tomorrow and uh, have a good time then as well. So keep it where you got it, right here, 1010XL 92.5 FM. I got a Shazam spotlight, then we're going to see what's trending as we uh, call it another day. Good to have Maddie Every in studio with us. He'll be here the rest of the week, the Murphy Power Hour. Uh, tomorrow as well. A lot of exciting developments today. I'll be playing the UF golf course with Matt next week. I'm already yeah. looking forward to that. Me too. Okay, cool. Um, this is interesting. I was going to do this a pop quiz, but I don't want to take too long. I know we want to see what's trending. So I will just package this up for you as the Shazam Spotlight. Brought to you by ShazamAuto.com, the Murray Ford Superstores. Truck guy. Uh, you go visit my guys either in Brunswick or Stark. Maybe we'll stop by and see Dale Murray on our way down next week. Um, I've seen this before. But every time I've reminded of it, it really, really is strange. All right, I'm going to ask you it to you this way. How many quarterbacks who lost their Super Bowl debut were on a stretch right now? The last blank quarterbacks to lose their Super Bowl debut haven't made it back to the Super Bowl. Oh, I saw this. Okay. So the last how many? The last how many quarterbacks who were making their Super Bowl debut, yeah. in other words, they were in the Super Bowl for the first time and they lost the game and they had never been back to the Super Bowl. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow would be yeah. the two most recent. Sure. Now, granted, that's a short time. Span, but how many in a row do you think it's been of guys who lost their – not one. If you won your Super Bowl debut, you're Patrick Mahomes, you're others. That, that's not the yeah. question. But those – not that they haven't won a Super Bowl. They have not been back to the Super Bowl. So you're asking for the the last guy who did that. I, I, I don't I, you don't even have to have the last, but just how far does it go back? Yeah. Oh man, I, how I, many I, in a row have there been Super Bowl debut losers who never made it back to the sure. game? There's not been any and this isn't the total number. This is in consecutively. I mean, E, what do you got? I saw this. I'm trying to jar that. I saw this that. Yeah, it's the last Blank amount of quarterbacks to lose their Super Bowl debut, never made it back to the game, or have not made it back to the game. Now you've had Brady win multiples, you've sure. had Peyton win multiples. So there's, you know, there's guys in between. You've had some that won their debut and they've been back. But this number of quarterbacks lost their. You basically have to think about one and done type guys. But I'm going to tell you what the answer is. It starts with Stan Humphreys. Yeah, no oh, chance. Wow. Seventeen in a row. 
who debut who lost their Super Bowl debut have not been back to the game. Wow. I guess the word here is what I'm taking from this: if and when Trevor gets us to the bowl, win. We, we better, better win. win. We better get it. Apparently, you don't go back. Stan Humphreys, Neil O'Donnell, Drew Bledsoe, Chris Chandler, Steve McNair, Kerry Collins, Rich Gannon, Jake Delhomme, Donovan McNabb, Matt Hasselbeck, Rex, Rex Grossman, Grossman. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, Joe Burrow, and now Jalen Hurts. Seventeen straight who lost their Super Bowl debut have never even been back. To who's, the big game. Who's going to break that? You got to think Burrow or Well, we or, got some, hurts. you know, it's funny here, but I mean, Burrow's hurt this year, so it can't work, but Golf and, and Hurts are, would be in play this yeah, year. Golf yeah. now with, with Detroit, but there's a lot of teams. Play. I, you know, a, a truer cliche has never been pinned than the NFL season is a marathon, not a sprint. It re- that's so true, man. You go through so many up and downs where you think you're dead and then you're not, or you think you're great and then you're not. It's just, and like the, us last year. Well, us and, and this year, us, the Chiefs, and the Lions are uh-huh. kind of playing a similar song here. Mm-hmm. All right, well, have a moment where you look like you're standing. I mean, the Lions are now back to 9-4, and four, and they're lucky to not be 8-5. and five. The Bears almost had them beat in Detroit. Yeah, if I'm, a, if I'm a team in the playoffs and I draw Detroit first round, I'm licking my chops. Right yeah, now. they're probably not quite ready yet. Mm-hmm. Right, probably not quite ready. All right, let's see what's trending. It's brought to you by Pet Paradise. Uh, Pet Paradise has a great promotion going on here through the holiday season. Um, they want to give one of four pups a home for the holidays they're partnering with urgent rescue to get loving homes for four local pups in need so you can check out the available dogs by going to pet paradise's website and then once you adopt not only do you give them a forever home but each pup will participate in pet paradise's 21 day dog training program they also have that at pet paradise and they'll arrive at their adopted home with a one-year wellness plan from New Day Veterinary Care as well. So that's a way for you to experience all of the great services at Pet Paradise and uh, get a new pup for the holidays. Number five. Marky Mark is in the news. He okay. recently did something cool. Um, is this a new thing, like parents weekend, whenever parents go to their kids' colleges and just go crazy? They have done, That's not new. That's okay. I, Well, it wasn't. When I was in college, it wasn't. But people my age who have kids in college, they are. Okay. And I think it also determines, it depends on the size of the university. Like, I don't know if the University of Florida has a parents weekend. There's 40,000 students. Yeah, they do. I, I Maybe think, they do. I, you know, a lot of it probably has to do with social media now, too. People becoming more aware that uh-huh. oh, it's happening. They're, they're I don't, I like, I went and I didn't need parents weekend. Like, yeah. when my daughter was in Florida, I went down, all, like, a number of times for different mm-hmm. reasons. Uh-huh. So, I, I never was, like, aware of, like, a parents weekend type Ideal. Marky Mark, he went and visited his daughter, Ella, who attends the University of Cleveland. Not Cleveland, Clemson. Okay. And um, what was cool, what Marky Mark did is uh, he crashed a frat party. Yeah, that sounds like him. That'd be <laughs> that's, fun. That, yeah. And that's cool for the students, they too. They know who he is, yeah, right? they know who he is. Ted, yeah. Ted, too, all of that. Yeah. That's, that's them. So that was pretty cool. That is cool. That is cool. Shout out, Marky Mark. Number four. Google just dropped their most uh, searched data. So um, for their... 25th anniversary, they just dropped a list of... Uh, In the history or... Like this year? Or this year? This year. Okay. All right. And um, for sports, the most searched sport, gentlemen, want to guess? Uh, I'm going to say Travis Kelsey. I'm going to say... No, no, the sport. The sport. Oh, the sport itself? Uh-huh. F1. That's uh, a good guess. No, I'm going to say live golf. Soccer. Hmm. The uh, athlete. The most searched athlete. Most searched Travis uh, Kelsey. Tamar Hamlin. Ronaldo. Hmm. If you type in MVP, so MVP. So this is the European Google, obviously. Well, I mean, you're giving me all soccer. <laughs> it's probably, here, right? So MVP. What do you mean MVP? If you type in MVP, the most search MVP, like if you type in MVP in Google, LeBron. What? 
Okay. LeBron popped up. Okay. Uh, performers or performance, Beyonce and fashion icon, Rihanna. Okay. So those are the top search. Yeah, I guess Taylor Swift Google. doesn't exist in Google, huh? I right? mean, it seems like it's all Taylor Swift to me right now and Kelsey, but that's relatively new, too. Well, it's funny that you mentioned Taylor, Taylor Swift. Okay. Number three. People somehow have got this impression that I don't like Taylor Swift. I'm not anti-Taylor Swift. I mean, what? I'm not a Swifty. I'm not anti-Taylor Swift. What I am is anti-Taylor Swift killing my fantasy tight end and my chances of winning a title. She is <laughs> cursing the Chiefs is my problem. I, that's fine. They can uh-huh. go curse them together, but I'm, I'm all for Taylor Swift. So the all-time highest grossing concert tours was just released as well. And, of course, Tay-Tay was number one. Tay-Tay is the first artist to uh, gross... One billion dollars on tour. Ooh. Number two was uh, the keyword there is gross. I wonder what you actually make right. from that, right? I mean, probably. I mean, if it's two percent, that's what two twenty million. <laughs> Number two, Dano. He uh, he contributed to this one. Elton John. Okay. Number three was Ed Sheeran. Number four was U two. So these are the, the 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 search performances this year. In other words, those those all time highly acclaimed high- all went and had uh-huh. yeah. And number five was a uh, Coldplay at six hundred and seventeen million. Coldplay, Maddie, that's your generation. Stop it. Number three. Uh, well, that was number three. Hold on, hold on. We're gonna go hit you with number two. Number two. Powerball. So the gentleman who hit the Powerball just recently for two point two point something billion dollars, he disappeared. Was that the Atlantic Beach guy? No, not the Atlantic Beach guy. This guy was in California. Did we ever find out who the Atlantic Beach guy I was? I think we did. I think it I ended think up. So. I think they ended up not being from here. Really? If I recall, but I'm I not. Po- I'm I not thought it was like a doctor that. from Neptune yeah, Beach. Yeah, there was all kinds of rumor. I don't even know. I don't care. It wasn't me. And so, it wasn't anyone I knew, man. My buddy, you know, my my buddy, well, the legend, Kenny. You know, yeah. Kenny. You played golf with him before. Yeah. So he shopped at that. No, but he. Yeah, and he lives right there around the right. corner. I was hoping to be on. <laughs> he, like he's one of the few people that if he won, I would get a few million. Right. I sent a bunch of texts out when I saw her. Yeah, it me too. That's how we work. That's how we roll. So the 31 year old who hit that that billion dollar. Uh, jackpot. Mm-hmm. He, he took home nine hundred ninety-seven million dollars. Thirty-one years old. Oh, thirty-one man. years old. Wow. So he just disappeared. People were afraid. Where did he go? Because he, he just dropped off of social media. When he popped back on social media, he took his friends on a lavish fishing trip in Fiji. And that I ain't, that oh, ain't enough. Oh, I need more than a lavish fishing trip. You got, I see you pictures got a, of it, man. You got oh. a billion, bro. That's oh. a part of it. While we're here, yeah. you're gonna give me a gift box with thirty million dollars <laughs> right. in it. You can't spend nine hundred ninety-seven no. million. And that might just be the beginning. That might just yeah, be I the beginning. It. I don't. Man, I must, I'm not gonna. That's what, you know, the, whatever. The boathouse. Oh here, my here's it. Like I've always thought that if I won that kind of money, I, I probably would. I'd rent out like a, one of the nicest cruise ships in the world, right. and I'd take all y'all yeah. on about a two week. I mean, man. if I halfway know you, you'll be on the cruise ship. I don't know much time. <laughs> I we'll might spend. not see you. And then we'll break it down with some cash rewards to different people. But yeah, one big cruise ship with anyone I've ever uh-huh, been halfway uh-huh. friends with, and it's all free. Million. Oh. What could you get? Like if you got one of the big boy cruise ships down there, you know, the Oasis yeah, of the Seas big or one boys. of these. Like one of the big boys. Uh-huh. How much would it cost you to just like it? You get it for the week. Uh, half a million, maybe. It, probably more. More than it? that. More than that. Really? Talk about the big boy. Yeah, I'm talking about they're going to staff it. Yeah, it's just going to be us. Yeah. It's going to be. And, and by the way, I'll over invite, and you're all allowed to bring ten. Like we'll fill the ship. Yeah. I don't care. It's all on me. But, but that's you, it. You think about it. You got. Don't come looking it. for me when we. That's, that's your one-time gift. That's it. That's yeah. my gift. You got a few. Some of you're getting off easy. Some of you in there are going to get your ten million, your three million, whatever. But yeah. Yeah, that that that, that be, oh man, I couldn't imagine. Mm. Number one. So there's this clip that's going viral on social media. I got something real quick to oh, send to me on the text line. Uh huh. It's just like a meme and it has the words and it's 
It's try. It's uh, uh, Mahomes looking up and Kelsey's kind of pointing somewhere. <laughs> and uh, the meme says, "So here's the plan: trade Tyree Kill, I date Taylor Swift, and you start doing a bunch of commercials, so we never stay focused on winning games." Hey, e, before you, that's good. Before <laughs> you get to one, I'm I'm placing just as much blame on on Mahomes' wife as Taylor Swift. Uh, what, yeah, but we, she's been there. Here's the problem. I hear what you're saying, uh-huh. but she's been there through all the success. It's hard to blame her. He's been there since the get-go. Her <laughs> personality, her that, neuroses, the brother—they've all been yep, there. Yep, yep. The only thing new here is Taylor. Yeah. If anything, the brother would be more place of a blame than the wife. And but like Jeff said, that they've been here from gate. Uh, hey, in the brother kind of out of the equation now? I don't know. He's yeah. acting weird again. I re- read recently. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, he had the whole sexual, you know, uh-huh. assault or whatever they called it. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, didn't. number one. Apparently, that didn't take. So there's a viral clip that's that's uh, been going around with uh, Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. Okay, they and are. Amazing. Do they like each other? They are. Yeah, they do podcast because I know they were, you know, bros on the same team there. The yeah. one that won the title. And Kevin Garnett said that LeBron James is a top five player in the NBA right now. Paul Pierce vehemently disagreed. He told him, "Name five players better." He said, "Who would you take before you take LeBron? Just right now, Embiid, the Greek Freak." Jokic. Jason Tatum, Joker, and Luca. Yeah. I'm on the side, obviously. I'm on Kevin Garnett's side. We're splitting hairs on some of those guys. I mean, are you taking him for a game today, or are you taking Just him for top five so far this season? LeBron has been playing like a top five player uh, so yeah, far this season. Um, uh, we're splitting hairs, bro. Yeah. Those guys are all the same. Et, do you watch that podcast? Oh they yeah, do? come I mean, on. They yeah. are. A, they are. They're good. They're they good. are a riot. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Garnett is good, and, but Paul Pierce is pretty. I'm good a boomer. Too. I don't do podcasts. Paul Pierce <laughs> is all time. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, he. Paul Pierce is the guy. That, Paul Pierce got stabbed multiple times in yeah. the face. Well, we you, know what Paul Pierce <laughs> is about. I'm not kidding. I'm, Paul Pierce also has the most crazy overreaction to injury yeah. in sports history. Oh, yeah. Oh, they yeah, were playing right. in the, the NBA the Finals one year where he he went down and they took him out in a wheelchair. He couldn't walk, and then he played the second half. Came back out running, running out the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's trending. Brought to you by Pet Paradise. Don't forget to make your holiday reservations. When you're traveling for the holidays, your pets need time to play, snooze, and snuggle. And they get it all with the staff and suites at Pet Paradise. Go to PetParadise.com. Introduce you to Jaguars today. Next. Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the rubber on the road with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. All right, Tony and Mike and the boys getting ready for Jaguars today. Tony, you know the old uh, statement, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like there's some of that going on with these like Jags playoff tickets. I find myself like trying to negotiate my, the, my current season tickets to a better spot, and then I realize, well, gosh, we're not even in it yet, and this Sunday night's going to go a long way. It'll probably give us an atmosphere close to what we experienced late last year. What we really need, though, is a result yeah. like we experienced late last year. Yeah, we haven't had any of this until last year where it was even a question, will they maybe make the playoffs? But it's this time last year when they were starting to send out this stuff, too. This is the time of year yeah, yeah, I know. when NFL it's teams send out fun. the playoff stuff. But it doesn't feel great after back-to-back losses. We'll talk to John Osher in the second hour of the program uh, today about what's gone on the last couple of weeks and get ready for Baltimore, our question of the day today asking, which of these players taking a big step forward in production over the last month of the season would do the most for your confidence in the team heading into the postseason? Travis Etienne, Calvin Ridley, Trayvon Walker. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you need all three. <laughs> yeah. Which I, one would do the most for you? I, I Well, I, I, 
one of those doesn't seem like realistic. Like the Trayvon Walker suddenly becoming sack of the game guy doesn't feel like it can happen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what like improvement would measure enough that that would make a difference. So I I would probably go ETN man. I mean, I would love for Calvin Ridley to catch more and be more, but if we could get that running game going like ETN was last year, we're in for 1,300 yards. Are we even? Are we going to on pace for 1,000 with ETN? I think so. Yeah. Still, yeah. I just, I, you know, he, it's, and it's been a double-edged sword. You know, last year he ran for more yards than would be expected from the blocking in front of him, and this year the blocking's been bad, and he's run for less than is to be expected, and that's a, certainly a bad combination. So, good question, though. I, I'd like to stick with my original answer, yes. <laughs> right, you need all, to really contend. Yeah. You need all three of those guys to improve to mm-hmm. win the division and maybe a playoff game. Maybe not so. Yeah, much. ETN's at eight oh six with yeah. nine touchdowns yeah. so far. Oh, he should be able to get that. That's what four games left. But a thousand in what it used to be either is it? Not quite. Yeah. But there's not going to be a bunch of guys that yeah. go for a thousand. And I think that's probably because of this dual backfield, you know, mm-hmm. reality that that exists in the NFL. Those workhorses like ETN has been, and probably not by design because Balky drafted a running back who's not contributing for the second year in sure. a row. Sure. So. All right, uh, Jaguars today is coming up next. Have a great show. Look forward to that. Uh, e, final now, thoughts? Today's takeaways brought to you by Key Buick GMC. All right. Our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. All right, my takeaway is that uh, I love those YouTube golf channels. Uh, PGA Tour Pro uh, uh, Matt Every hates those YouTube golf channels. And those of you out in the audience are socially inadequate in expressing your opinions. I hope the uh, the NFL learns from from this situation with the punter from Buffalo. Um, you know, like don't be so quick to to just fire them. You know, hopefully they learn from it and and move forward from that. Yeah, it, 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 the whole thing's a sad situation, and but for this this cat to just like basically be banished, that was tough. All right, Jaguars today. I stole some of their time. I'll give them some back tomorrow. Uh, Jaguars today is coming up next. It's been a Beatrice Plumbing Wednesday.